welcome to episode six of Pitch and Tent. I am Morgan, and as always, <laughs> I am joined by my wonderful co-host, Dom. How Hello, are you? Hello, how are you? I'm good. Oh how my are goodness. you? I'm fantastic. Episode six. Man, have that. we really done that many? Yeah, right? It's crazy. It oh doesn't feel... Goodness. It, Six months in, it's every one every month, so it makes sense, really. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I guess, I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Silly me. Yeah. Uh, are you ready for today? I'm so ready. I, I'm excited for what I assume will be just as good a pitch as always. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit of a special episode today, I think. That's good news. Yeah. That's very good. I, I, I don't know the, the the details necessarily about what's about to happen. I hope it's something that I'm very excited about in particular yeah. and know a lot about. Well, so, uh, fingers crossed for this we'll special episode. We'll, we'll get into that. Uh, so, I'll introduce my other guests. First, I'll say... Uh, they're, they've been on this episode. They've been on this podcast before, mm-hmm. both of them. Uh, not together. Oh no, together! How good! You refuse to allow me on a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <Yes. laughs> um, it's in his contract. They, they <laughs> are. A, they are a package bundle. So uh, today, not Alex, just we me. Welcome back into the tent, uh, Alex and Zach. Oh, the hey campfire's guys. going good, guys. Welcome. Yeah, you've done so well. the two like biggest the personalities of the network. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> clearly, your last pitches didn't go well because we've invited you back for more. Um, <laughs> come on, breaking it's the bank. It's not my fault. Broke. We figure we go you, through enough of them. No, eventually, I you'll had come a up plan with a good for idea. slumber, and you fucked it up, Dom. Don't pretend yeah. otherwise. I mean, I'm unfortunately, sorry, I was 100% I behind slumber. <laughs> unfortunately, breaking the banksy has been put on hiatus due to current COVID nineteen pandemic. <laughs> so uh, we need to currently make up some money to keep that in the pipes <laughs> for just later. a couple bucks. And can I just say how uh, how spacious this tent is? Today? Day, this socially distant tent is yeah. really quite mm. nice. Mm. It's quite good. I like like I like how we've we've got uh, you know um, it's almost like four one and a half meter squares yeah, between us good. and <laughs> it's very cozy. Yeah, I didn't I like the bucket of hand sanitizer this? you threw at me on the way in. <laughs> I also didn't like that it said spittoon on the bucket of hand sanitizer, but uh, we'll get past it. <laughs> so, for those who are across the network and are familiar with perhaps like uh, Dealer's Choice with Zach and Alex, uh, the last few episodes, uh, some of them haven't actually even come out yet. <laughs> so, but you'll notice a trend. Great promo. You'll notice a trend oh. where uh, Star Wars has been coming up quite a bit, and uh, Zach Zach has been feeling saying. pretty pretty upset. And he he was like, you know what? I want to pitch my own yeah. idea for what the new tr- the new trilogy should have been. So yeah. like the uh, sequels, should seven, eight, been. nine. Yeah. Or are you talking about one prequels as well? No, no, not prequels. So seven, eight, no. nine. I, I I can't fix what's already not broken. <laughs> <laughs> so Zach, so that's why we've invited Zach here today. Alex, of course, being on Dealer's Choice and uh, is recording directly after this podcast. <laughs> but he was also invited because he is a self-proclaimed Star Wars expert. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. But, uh... He constantly goes on about the rule of two and Darth Revan and the deep history of the Sith Darth and the Mandalorians. Oh, sorry, I Bane. love how quickly you bailed on giving Alex an excuse to be here other than it was convenient for the schedule. <laughs> 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 Look, it's scheduling is the hardest part of this podcast, but if it works out, it works out, you know. Um, so before we get into, I hand over to Zach. I just want to explore because I'm aware of these two. Uh, Dom, what is your experience with Star Wars and the the universe of Star Wars? I haven't gotten around to it yet. Perfect. Um, <laughs> that's, that's no problem. So we're going to be pitching to a fresh mind over here. This helps. This helps me a lot. This I'm not one of those. Like, okay, so just quick backstory of my relationship with Star Wars. Mm. You know how there are a lot of people that are like, oh, I, I, I've never seen Star Wars. I, I, then, like, there, it seems to be a badge of honor for people to not give a shit about Star Wars. You exist in I just, weird circles. I just genuinely haven't gotten around to it yet. That's it's not, just yeah. like, that's fair enough. It's on my list. Yeah. I'll watch it eventually. Don't but it's a big it. commitment now. Yeah, it's, it is. It's, 
as it's only someone, getting bigger. Dom, as someone who watched seven out of the nine movies this week, it's a big commitment. <laughs> That's pretty good. I only managed to get two. It was not fun. I um, got two Clone Wars episodes in this week. So, you know, That's, a, really poor, that's a poor effort. <laughs> <laughs> they're 20 minutes. Alex, what are you doing? Man, Star Wars. What a what a shame. So, uh, what a shame. Zach, if you would like to take us on this uh, Star Wars special... Yeah. Star Wars holiday special. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, I have, I have a. So I, I'm imagining that this is maybe a year post Disney has bought Star Wars. We've oh, been, so we're going back in time. We're going back in time because yeah. so, so we're erasing what's been done. Pretty much. We're 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 we're, we're doing this, back. which is going to hinder us in a bit, but we'll get to that. Okay. Um, we're doing this as though uh, the beautiful Carrie Fisher is still with us and we still have her as a resource. We're doing this as though Disney has no concept and they've locked us in a room and said, write us some Star Wars. Quick Give us a bar. pitch. Yeah, go for it. You do understand the concept of the show. Is that we will we, we, eventually we, 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 be able to make this into a movie. And make this yes, into a movie. But when Morgan said that I could release my frustrations onto a podcast, he did promise me that I get to talk about Star Wars. <laughs> okay. You could you could approach and this is how I want to talk about Star Wars. <laughs> okay, okay. Short leash, but keep going. So what, what's gonna happen is we're gonna we're gonna write it as if though the new ones haven't been written, but we're gonna release it as though the yeah, the ones yeah, to get rid yeah, yeah. So it's going to be a wild time. Eventually, it's going to be. It's, it's it sounds be... very similar to potentially what DC is doing with mm. their universe. I was going to say Halloween. Uh, you know, they <laughs> just did the sequel and just disregarded all the ones. I was going to say eventually that the the current sequels are going to get phased out on Disney Plus, and they're just going to put our movies in. They're just going to swap them back <laughs> just in. Just going to put them in. They don't, they no don't theatrical release. Yeah. It's like, it's just huh, like what happened to if, Star Wars? See if anyone <laughs> notices. So like the most recent Star Wars and Song of the South, basically same tier. Same in thing, terms yeah. of like, oh yeah, they're going to get released together. It's like it's a dual release platform. Can you imagine I'm that? Just sitting it. in the Disney vault by the end of it, it'll just be these Star Wars movies and Song of the South. <laughs> That's it. It's like, how did you get here? Well, I'm racist. How did you get here? Oh, and the Lucas shit. contract that says you're not allowed to release anything that I haven't touched. <laughs> um, okay, so I, I, I did a bit of like reading and watching and just trying to understand what the fuck Star Wars was about for this. Because I, I, I'm sorry. Dom, you have no experience with Star Wars. Alex, you have movie experience with Star Wars? And a little bit of TV. And a little bit of the TV show. Morgan, you've got movie... Extensive. Games, yeah. And books. I think we come from... Yeah, okay. So we come from... TV shows. I I don't have so much of the books, but I've got the games, the TV shows, i got the movies. Um, So I know that Star Wars, for people like you and me, Morgan, is a fair bit different to Star Wars for probably the average moviegoer. Because Star Wars for the average moviegoer is just, you know, hero's journey, big epic fantasy... Big fun time. and Skywalker. Skywalker, yeah. <laughs> Skywalker Force, big evil guy. And I kept watching these movies and thinking Disney fucked up because... This, well, this is pretty big to just say this is how they fucked up. Because we, I think we could all agree that Disney didn't do the best job with the sequels. That's why we're here. There were some interesting I don't know, things. Do, what do you think, Dom? <laughs> <laughs> Dom, from a marketing perspective. <laughs> no, well, from a, like a, what do you think, how well do you think Disney did yeah. from not having seen them and only been watching from the outside? Well, they were unable to convince me to watch them. Ah, so. yeah, there it yeah. is. Yeah. That's probably going to be quite tough. I don't know that I'm going to get there, but we'll see. Um, I just think that Disney didn't take any risks and the sequels were just throwing too many of the old things at the screen. Okay, I understand why Alex is looking at me right now. I, I'm not saying that the Jedi, the last Jedi, wasn't a risk, but they didn't know it was a risk. <laughs> they thought that was solid before I would say, it came out. Like when they cast Rey as a primary female antagonist, that was a bit of a risk for protagonist. Disney. Protagonist, yeah. yeah. Did I say antagonist? You did. I mean, 
she gets there. <laughs> <laughs> not not meant to be, but you get to the end and you're like, oh, I hate you. Mm. Uh, I, I know what you mean, Morgan. That's probably fair. I, I wish that it wasn't a risk. Like, in what, what when did that come out? That's 2016? Yeah, something like that. 2016 was The Force Awakens and... Um, yeah, it oh shouldn't my. have been, but you, I can say, I'm sure there it were people like, Oof, well, this is a risk. But Even but the Zach, marketing for that movie, though. But Zach, look, you had the prequel trilogy, you had Padme with her one hair bun, you have this, you know, the original trilogy with Leia with her two hair buns, and then you had Ray with like the three at the back. It, it, it works. It's called logical progression. That's right. <laughs> this is why I'm so glad I've got you. I didn't even notice that show. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but uh, th- th- that's an interesting point. We'll, we'll talk about like, cause th- this was one of the things I, I-, I kept thinking about when I was like, how the fuck would I pitch a new, new trilogy is like what not to do. Um, so I just want to ask you guys, if you had an, in your mind, what not to do with a Star Wars tr- trilogy, what would you, what would you put on that list of what not to do? Alex, a bit, first. <laughs> bit of a left winger, but yeah, I wouldn't have a Death Star type. Uh, planet destroyer thank you, you know, yep, that's on my list do not put thing. the death star in there no and i'd probably do away with the empire altogether yeah they did. i would the first order oh well, sorry <laughs> yeah yep. empire light uh, uh, a yeah. big part of mine was the bad guys can't be stormtroopers yep that's true mm. they're um, going to be very similar but they're not stormtroopers <laughs> yeah i think that's, so yeah. yeah that's fine just right. take away a lot of that and yeah. make it a bit more of a smaller personal story yep Morgan? I'm going to clarify mine by saying I've yep. been watching the behind the scenes of the making of The Mandalorian mm. and every episode of that is directed by a different director. Mm. But watching the behind the scenes, they are a cohesive group. They worked together. They were all present. One person would take charge, but they were all present. So in, say, in answering your question, I would say have if you're going to have multiple different directors, have, have them be collaborative, collaborative or pick one director who you think can mm. carry the franchise through. Yeah. I think that is my... Yeah. answer that question and, and I think it's fair to say that even like yeah, like as impossible as it is even before having seen those movies and seeing that they were a bit of a clusterfuck probably because no one was in charge of all of them cohesively I think having seen like all the Marvel movies you can say that was a that would have been a good idea to have one person behind it saying no yes no yes no I mean this needs to be cohesive they had Kathleen Kennedy but to but what extent she didn't is, do she's anything, no Kevin she? Feige yeah. no right yeah, Dom but, yeah <laughs> <laughs> but then you also have the this is my favourite bit the, <laughs> Marvel uh, sort of quashes creativity. You have in a lot favor. of yeah, yeah in favor of like, this cohesive that's narrative. Ant Man thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Ant Man. Yeah, yeah, Edgar Wright left, and mm. Um, mm. Phil Lord, and one of the, uh, his partnership. They're a duo. Chris Miller. Yeah, that's it. I forgot his name. Which one? They, they left. Um, but that was Sol. They left Solo. Oh, did they? Oh, so that was Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they, they they had their oh, version of Solo, and then yeah. it kind of got Solo did, was. After the last Jedi, wasn't it? That was when they were scrambling to just yeah. sort of so that's, establish. So, Solo that they was after, and there was a lot movie. of people boycotting. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of people were mad. At I actually really enjoyed Solo. Solo was yeah, Solo was pretty good. Um, I haven't seen it. Yeah, <laughs> like, so, the, the, the big. I know a lot of people were annoyed, but like, so what? He got his vest, his gun, and his name all in like, the same it. week. I and I'm like, couldn't stand. And that. I was like, I didn't think about it until you mentioned it. But it's also like now I think about it, it's also like I still enjoyed the movie. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I would have enjoyed it a lot more if he didn't get his name. <laughs> Like that's dumb, <laughs> but whatever. That's yeah. You're right. Good movie. Should have should have done better. But um, that was another thing. I don't want member berries, especially in this sequel. I think you could the, the most you could have is maybe characters, but no one Millennium Falcon. Because fuck, man. Like you can make something new. You can make something. You don't have to put the Millennium Falcon in there. But I was. Is all- it gonna sell? That's the that's we're the gonna big part. we're gonna if we bring back the Millennium Falcon, we bring it back will- the Millennium Falcon Lego. Yeah. And if we bring yep. back the this is shit why. hawk. 
Are we going to sell the shit Hulk <laughs> Lego? But by bringing it back, ones. are you poisoning your own product? Which is potentially what they did. Like uh, by bringing it back and shoving it in people's pace, faces, have like is anyone going to love the sequels? Because That's people fair. love the prequels. As ridiculous as that sounds, having just watched them, people do love those movies and people still buy the shit Look, for those I'll movies. Give you, I'll give an example. We're talking about merchandising yeah. here. Um, and that's I've been trying to track factor. down... Uh, I want one of the OG, like, cool, like, original trilogy X-Wings mm. with the cool colour scheme. The only one you can get at the moment is Pose from the latest one. And it's, like, orange, blue. It's not, my, it's not nope. the palette I yep. want. And it's the only one I can track down. And that is frustrating. Yeah. That's going to go... Uh, also, <laughs> we're not having... The good guys be the rebellion because even in the first movie, it makes no sense that the government in charge of the galaxy is called the rebellion. That is so stupid. I hate it so much. Watching that first movie, I can't understand. I, I it is marketing. It's a hundred percent just like get people in the theaters to watch it because you know the rebellion. But why would you call the ruling government of a, what like, movie are you talking about? The first one, Force Awakens. That's not how that movie goes. Oh, they are the rebellion. So no. So the way the four. <laughs> No, no. The way the way it works is you've got the New Republic, yep. right? The New Republic, and then you've got the they're not called because in the original trilogy they're called the Rebels, and then they've changed they've renamed them in Force Awakens. They're not the Rebels anymore. They're something else. The Resistance. They're now the Resistance. <laughs> Which again, um, why? <laughs> and so the Resistance are made up of senators and stuff from the Republic. Who the Republic is a peaceful organization. They don't have an army, and they were like, and then they, the Resi- people were like, hey, the First Order's a thing, and the um the New Republic were like. Nah, we, we think they're fine. So the resistance formed as like a well, actually, you guys are idiots. The first order, so they're kind of on the outskirts of the new republic. Is is that Let in me, the movie? Uh, what? Because <laughs> I I did just watch Force Awakens, and I can tell you that's not explained. Bread breadcrumbs of it are there. I but yeah, you have to look a bit yeah. deeper to fully understand. That. I don't see any. Are reason. you following? I mean, so, well, <laughs> that's that's, that's so a failure of storytelling yeah. right off the bat. Yeah, like yeah. I I think the problem that you there are a couple of problems that sequels in general fall into and they are not being self-contained enough mm-hmm. like you need to tell a cohesive story in and mm-hmm. of yourself even if you are part of a a brand or a product mm. the other thing the other traps that they fall into are putting things up on screen just because hey do you remember this from the first movie like yeah people love this mm. and because of that forgetting to tell a unique story you either just retell the same story or you do a bunch of fan service. Hey, remember this from the first movie? And I, I like this is the problem that all bad sequels fall into. Mm. That that was like my biggest trouble because I I was like when 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 this first started, I was like, how the fuck do you make? Because as has been said, you guys all have film backgrounds. I have no film background. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And I kept thinking, okay, I've got I maybe an idea mm. for what this could be. But then every time I would put it down, I was like, I'm just rewriting. Either the prequels for some reason, or I'm rewriting the originals. Because um, so, nothing's original; everything's been done. Exactly that. That's yeah. the, the the trap I kept falling into. So I just kept trying to go. All right, I can take. I'm going to try and take strokes out of these movies, but give us a different painting, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I thought of was what happens between the sequels and the originals. What's the story that leads into this this movie? And I thought, well. We're going to, instead of having the Resistance, we're going to have the Alliance and we're going to have the New Republic. So the whole story is after the Empire falls down, the Rebellion turns into the Alliance, which is just that a collective of senators who want order. And they try and convince the rest of the galaxy to form the New Republic, to form the Republic again. Because in A New Hope, Republic is gone. Doesn't exist anymore. It's just the Emperor and his goons. And that's that's the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've also got the side story, the, the characters. So... 
what I was thinking was as part of trying to just get rid of the Empire, at one point, Luke gets sent off to uh, a planet called Malachor. Uh, and he meets a woman. Some and he, deep lore there. That's 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 a reference. That's just like a, a reference to a, a Did game. you get that? Uh, yeah, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was trying to look for. If I was going to put member berries, they would be member berries that don't annoy people or aren't purely obvious. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that works. I don't know. We'll I know nothing about this planet, so Brilliant. go forward. No problem. Yeah, exactly. So that gives it people... gets mentioned later on in Clone Wars, so keep going. Yeah. <laughs> keep going with your Clone Wars. Yeah. Uh, so... He goes to this planet of Malachor and maybe he finds the Sith. It, d- it doesn't super matter. He finds some resistance and he gets hurt. In his, in his injury, he falls in love with a woman who takes care of him. And either she's the ruler of Malachor, or she's very important to Malachor. Um, and they have a child. After they have the child, Luke then... Uh, she, f- she reveals herself to be a Sith or Luke realizes that she's an evil person. And he's been blinded by his love. So he takes the child and he runs away. And she turns fully because of that action. Okay? So, that's... that's. So, she had good in her. She had good in her, but because of Luke's, you know, fear for the dark side, and because he can't allow his child to be around this, he leaves, she turns fully bad, and that's our new Emperor figure. Okay? She's gone to the... She's... I was thinking she commits some atrocious act on her planet, goes to the edge of space, and raises the new... Our new empire, our bad guys for this this whole trilogy. He's uh he's taking a risk. Uh, he's making a female antagonist. <laughs> yeah, much like I said with Ray. Yeah, <laughs> but a well, better. Yeah, this was another antagonist. thing. Like watching the prequels. The best part of the prequels is the antagonist. Is Palpatine. He has so much fun and he has, he's so hammy. It's so great to watch him do stuff. So that was a struggle. I was thinking a female lead because that a female antagonist just because that's uh, it. It's cheap, but it's different. Hmm. Um, and there's also a hopefully a bit of emotional ground you can take out of Luke fighting her or like the struggle for the galaxy being between them two. I mean, that's kind of always been a, Hmm. like the struggle has always been like, uh, originally it was father, son. Exactly. And then we get two people who are like brothers being Obi-Wan and Anakin. And now, and then like with the new one that pretending doesn't exist, (laughs) it was like this built up bond between Ray and And Kylo Kylo that they did through the force connection. Um, Maybe not as strong as the others, but then then you've still sort of got this, Mm. Like fighting against, yeah, like, yeah, I, I, like love, like star cross lovers fight. Family needs lovers quarrel to be it's, central. It's like a divorce, lovers quarrel, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, exactly, custody exactly. of a child. Uh, I see you're taking an everyday situation <laughs> and crafting it into the space <laughs> opera. I like so, it. So, um, so, like, immediately, it doesn't seem super different from the originals. You've still got the same kind of bad guy mm. figure. You've still got the same kind of evil force power. But it's, I, I hope that it's different enough that these new trilogy can be, as Dom said, it by, be its own thing, mm. can stand alone by itself, stand alone as its own story. Um, but that was what I was thinking would be, you know, our background information. It's not anything that is going to be overly laid out in the movies, but that's what we're working with for the story starter. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? It does. Yeah. Do, do, how, how are you presenting it then? In, in the movies? Yeah. How's it going to come up? I was thinking in the second movie... Uh, when our our protagonist, who is this this female child of Luke's, is Luke's child, mm. when she meets Luke, uh, they need to have a conversation, and it can happen as a flashback potentially. Mm. I don't know. That that's like one of those cinema moments things that maybe you guys can help me with, where it happens as a flashback. You go to Malachor, you see Luke, you know, either fall in love or post, you know, the child giving giving birth. He sees the evil in this person. He leaves, and then he sa- he says something like and. You know, she kills everyone on the planet. 
does some Sith thing and it kills everyone on the planet, drains the life force out of them. That makes her super powerful. She goes off to the edge of space and raises her army there's and a, now she's back. This is a fun cold open. <laughs> like, legit. Well, I think, like, that's I think it should be. It should be the beginning yeah. of the first film. You think that should be the beginning? Yeah. Okay, because so, I had a very structured... Okay, no, no, that's saying. fine. If you think that should be it how open, the trilogy starts... It could open with them de-aged... You've got de-aged uh, Luke and de-aged Carrie Fisher. We have and the technology. No, Carrie Fisher wouldn't be a part of this. Part no, of I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah, I'm no, just saying you, you, you yeah. open something like their training mm. or something. Luke's training her to be a Jedi. No, I was going to... Okay, this was one of the things I didn't want. I didn't want Carrie Fisher to be a Jedi only because Carrie Fisher... Oh, sorry. Leia in this, for me, Leia was like the Chancellor of the Alliance. So, she's in charge of it. So, she's chosen to turn away from her Force powers to lead... Like, that would that yeah, okay. was going to be that part of her character. In. And Luke senses something on this, you know, yeah, planet and yeah. leaves Leia. And mm. so her training is incomplete. Yeah. She turns away from it to run this mm. new thing. And he goes off on this planet to investigate. Yeah. I don't know. No, that's, there are that's ways. Fair. I think it needs to be in the first film. But I don't think the only reason saving I'd it for the second would be enough. I don't know. See, the only reason I didn't want it in the first film is because I wanted, I wanted the first film to feel like the start of a new story. But if you start it with Luke... It feels like you're just continuing on from Jedi. Whereas okay, in the first I movie, I just wanted... Like, I didn't even want Luke in the first movie. It would just be our new characters, our new protagonist, our new group... Like, our new fun group of adventurers who we're going to follow through these movies and see as they, you know, defeat the bad guys. Is that, like... Yeah, so, what, so then you'll get the critique that the second film is a course correction... That that's you fair. get people that that's it's like, fair. oh, well, there's no Luke and there's no Leia. Like, what's going on? Like, okay. Well, Leia would be in the first movie. Oh, okay. And there well, would yeah. be allusions to Luke in the first movie. And and there's no there's no concrete reason why you can't have Luke in the first movie. Um, I just thought perhaps... Right like, at that, the end, like Force Awakens? Yeah, that's the problem I kept coming into. Is like, I'd take all these moments like, oh, well, they've already done that and maybe it didn't work, but... I don't know. I think Luke at the end of Force Awakens was cool. Yeah, I liked, that, I liked yes. that too. It was the 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 thing that was shit was when it opened on it in the second movie and he threw the lightsaber. Yeah, that, like, was, that was that was the rough. shit moment. Because um, it, it's fine to have Luke have like turn his back on the Jedi, but you can't. I don't know. There's different ways to handle that. Oh, well, that's just me. Um, do, do you guys think that's an okay base to build this trilogy off? Like, yeah. I thought there was emotion there. There's reasons why there's a new evil force in the universe. Yeah, and so it's, that's like the overarching thing yeah that's and so the overarching the, the thing the daughter would kind of be like the new fo- we follow that through she, yeah, whatever she would be our Ray character in the second um, movie and the third movie yes she's our central she's our protagonist she's our she's our um, Luke figure from the original trilogies she's the person who we're going to follow as she grows and becomes who she needs to be now I thought it would be interesting to have a because one of the great things from the original is that you've got your Palpatine but Vader does so much of the work for Palpatine. And he's evil, but he's never overly evil. He's always like, like he's always underneath an authority figure. Um, in the first movie, it's Moff Tarkin. In the second and the third movie, it's the, it's the Emperor. And they're always just like, Vader, go do this. Vader, go do the evil thing. He doesn't seem to have a lot of agency except towards Luke. He gets to decide how Luke is handled and how they pursue the rebels. But it's it's kind of good in the originals because it doesn't make him seem unredeemable yeah so i thought it would be good you've you've almost got to have that secondary figure like the rule of two is a really good story element because you have the apprentice to the master except i wanted to get rid of the rule of two because i wanted that to be palpatine's thing 
even though it's not it's Darth Bane's thing we like know from the fucking lore whatever it doesn't matter but I wanted that to be Palpatine's thing and then you can have multiple Sith in these movies that can be enemies for our protagonists to fight at certain points but all right let, let, let's get into how I wanted to start this I think I've got an opening crawl here somewhere Ooh. Are you familiar this with opening is crawls? About. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. About opening I, crawls it's, not, it's not gigantic, but we'll see. It really is it's, just like a way of just 100% being like, this is where we're at. It's like a... Yeah. As much as like I am going to piss on about not chucking in member berries, I don't know that I consider this a mem- the opening crawl. I don't know that I've considered... Like this kind of feels like an essential part of Star Wars, doesn't it? Didn't have one in Rogue One, but... Well, that was a big well, controversy, wasn't oh, it? Oh, yes. okay. Yeah. So I... I it, I think I think the opening crawl is a good thing to set the tone. Hmm. Like it establishes as like this is a Star Wars movie. That's an important thing. And I think I think what that does is it is it sets up that like we're not trying to be too different, you know? Like this yeah. is within the same franchise mm. that you you know and love. This is so a I new story in our universe. Yeah. 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 I agree. Um so yeah, again, I've not got tons, it's just a couple of paragraphs here and we can build on it if we want to, but the opening crawl is, an uneasy peace lies over the galaxy. The Alliance has for decades attempted to convince its allies to reform the Republic and band together as they did before the Empire. Chancellor Leia Organa, leader of the Alliance, has gathered prominent members of the galaxy on Coruscant to convince them to join the new Republic. Unbeknownst to them, a new enemy emerges from the shadows of the universe to strike fear into all free people. Supreme Matriarch Revel, who is our Emperor Palpatine figure, sends the troops of the Sith Imperium under the command of Strike Admiral Costas to kidnap the Alliance leaders and end the New Republic. With the the assistance of the Knights of Ren led by Swordmaster Kylo, this is only because I couldn't think of... Because for me, the Knights of Ren was so cool. cool, It was (laughs) was so sick and and underutilized. But it's not fair to say this is before the movies and we're going to take this element in other movies. So we need to come up with a different, you know... uh, antagonist who is also something cool but we can do that no i think that's okay it's possible that we came up with the same idea that they did. Uh, like... thank you norish <laughs> good um okay yeah with the assistance of the knights of ren led by Swordmaster kylo the strike strike admiral will stop at nothing to fulfill his task so the reason i had this the strike admiral in there because moff tarkin is a very very excellent story element in that a new hope it's really really excellent uh kind of important to Vader as a whole to see that he's part of an authority structure and that Moth Tarkin, even though he's just a person, is above him in that a structure and Vader can still receive orders and he's still... Like, the bad guys aren't cartoon bad guys. They are an organisation and they're almost more evil because they're... Like, a lot of their moves are just cold calculated and in the sequels, almost every bad guy is just this kind of raving lunatic... <laughs> Like, uh, Husk, Hux, Hux would be so much cooler if he wasn't just always shouting and screaming and angry and furious. If he was just like a restrained psychopath. And I don't want any sort of Nazi illusion here either. I I was actually going to try and go for the Genghis Khan hordes was how these guys would work. Um, but design wise, I'm not sure. Design actually wanted to ask you guys help for, because I was thinking for the soldiers for this, this army. Um, we would have we would have them them their helmets would almost be faceless, just eye slits. Like have you have you seen? There's like a Danish strike force that work mainly in like rivers and stuff, and their outfit is basically they've got their camo on, they've got a helmet, and then a, on their helmet they've got this kind of like 
black mesh that just covers their face and has eye slits and it just looks terrifying because their whole thing is they just like swim through the rivers and they'll come out of the rivers and it's just this faceless body so i was thinking if we base our troopers on that it adds this element of like yeah sorry I've morgan's showing you, but that's morgan's that's showing you oh, wow. picture yeah okay that's kind of creepy yes yeah so you you make them terrifying you make them faceless so that when our good guys start mowing them down we don't feel too bad for them yeah so that that'd be our bad guy we have the Knights of Ren and they're like strike force leaders because I, I want them to have a much bigger part in these movies. I would like the Knights of Ren to be this sort of cadre of like eight people that always stand behind Kylo, look distinctive and they have little roles in the background. You can like see them slicing people up or something and they've all got... So let's get, oh, the, let's get the structure down. Yes. So you got this... Uh, Supreme Matriarch. Supreme Matriarch. Then you got this Strike Admiral. Yep. Then you got Kylo Ren. Yes. Then you Question. got the Knights of Ren. Yep. Is then it, you've got these... Kylo Ren. Is this Kylo Ren from the comics that our Kylo Ren we know kills to then become the leader of the Knights of Ren? <laughs> Oof, I, didn't, I didn't know about that. Potentially. Um, or is it is it Kylo Ren, Kylo Ren? <laughs> oh, okay. I see what you mean. Because, uh, like, yeah, there's like the whole it, comic book story of, of how he becomes Kylo Ren. I didn't even know. And he know kills, that. like, the head of the Kill, Knights kills of Ren. Kills the Ren and he takes them. He takes the Ren. So, yeah. to my mind... Oh, this is something I didn't mention either. Um, Sorry. So, I did want to have the story of... Ben Solo. I don't like Ben as his name, but I did want to have that cousin to Ray or our Ray figure who, you know, is force sensitive. But when Luke, you know, does the thing where he comes into his room with the lightsaber, what I wanted that to be was Supreme Matriarch Revel had like affected Luke's mind and made him think that all of his students were bad and he was going out to kill them. And then she'd also affected their minds to make them think that Luke is coming to kill them. So then she sends someone out there to pick them up. And because they're so afraid, they just leave with her and she gets them. And I was thinking they would be the Knights of Ren. And because Kylo is just a bit older, he becomes their leader and he becomes her apprentice. Because you also get the option of having a whole bunch of other Sith that are constantly competing with Kylo. Because uh, I wanted Kylo to have arcs, like a character arc in this movie. He, he needs to struggle with the dark side. He needs to struggle with whether or not he is actually a Sith. And he's got these people constantly under him who will kill him if he doesn't put up this face of being evil. But when he comes into contact with our protagonist, he sees there's another way. And that's where you get that. I was I, like that emotional struggle. That is the heart of those sequels between the two of them. It could have been better, but that's like kind of the best part that I got out of the sequels was their relationship and their bond. Um, so it was, it was, yeah, it was excellent. And it, it does present that good. I thought that good dichotomy between a good person and a bad person and the struggle between yourself and, you know, do, do I do this bad thing because it's good or am I just a bad person for thinking that? Yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? Should should we have that at all? Or listen, I like it. I I agree that it was probably the best bit of the sequels. I just had a thought while you were talking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Go for it. You know this idea that Luke's kid isn't very good mm. at, at 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 the, the force, force. And, and, and there's all this expectation that you know Luke's kid, Luke mm. is this big you know white knight, mm. and Luke's kid isn't very good, and he has to grapple with you know living in the shadow of legacy, his, yeah, legacy and living in the shadow of his father, and how do I break out of or that? Be and, her father. Oh, her father. Yeah, sorry, no, no, yeah. that's right. I get what you mean. Um, yeah, I get what you mean. Um, yeah. So, so for the, <laughs> yeah, it, it could it could be interesting. I I haven't fully decided how I wanted that protagonist to come into these movies. I didn't know if I wanted her because. From my mind, if Luke had stolen her from her mother and he was aware that her mother was like a dark side person and very dangerous, you could have it so that 
Luke was raising her up until a certain point and she might be the only one that survives that kidnapping that she orchestrates. She might be the only one left. And then from that point, Luke is like, it's too dangerous for you to be with me. I need to send you off somewhere and wait until you're good, until you're strong enough to come back. Mm. And I thought that would be our crash course into the movies was... Um, so, the Imperium comes along, besieges Coruscant, Leia sends out a small group of people to go get help, and that small group of people gets chased to the very edge of the galaxy by the Imperium, where they run into our protagonist, and then our protagonist helps the couple people that Leia's sent to get to the Alliance Force, and the Alliance Force can, comes and saves Coruscant. That would be the first movie. In, in very broad terms, like, that's that's our hero's journey, is, you know, they need to get uh, they need to get the troops to come save the planet that's under attack by the Imperium that has just appeared out of the darkness and cut this planet off from the rest of the universe. Yeah. Okay. So it's hey, go get go get help. Go get help. Uh, they get help whilst they're getting help, and then exactly. come back and. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So originally, I had it that Ray would be very similar to Luke. I, I had it that who's that bloody that there's a pilot from the originals, and I had his name somewhere. Who Wedge. Wedge, Wedge Antilles. So I had it that when Luke steals the steals Ray from her mother, he realizes that she's in danger if she's with him. So he goes to Wedge and he says, "Wedge, can you hide her? Can you take her away from me? Give her this, which is a gift from me. Which when she brings out, I'll know that it's her. Go hide on the edge of the galaxy. Don't talk to anyone. Do this for me because we're friends. Because they are friends." Then you get a reason to have Wedge in the... That's, you know, that's your little member, Barry. You have a reason to have Wedge in the movies. He can be a father figure to Ray. And when she's ready, he, he, he can send her out to go find Luke. But that is almost exactly the Luke story. So I, I was thinking, yeah, that might be a better idea. Well, it's a bit more direction than the Luke story had. Yeah. Yeah, a bit Whereas more Luke, it was just sort of like, oh, go into yeah. the, you know, go. I don't want it. I don't want you here on this sand planet anymore. Yeah. Go find yourself. Whereas this is sort of more like, hey, go find your papa. It does make Luke super. Like when I was watching A New Hope, it makes Luke super relatable that he's like struggling between helping his, you know, family and going out and joining his friends. It was really, it's a really nice moment when he's just like, I want to go. You know, I'm a great pilot. I want to go help people, but I need to be here, and that's what he struggles with. But I don't know. Dom, you're looking pensive. I, I, I think um, I like this legacy idea from a themes perspective. Mm. Um, you know, you're, you're talking about, you know, we're talking about um, the, the Luke struggle between mm. family and, and and going out on your own. And I like this idea of, of how do you walk in the shadow of of someone? Mm. And that could be a an, an overarching theme that sort of sets the tone for, mm. you know, this movie or... or the whole trilogy that actually might be perfect perfect as well because my idea for what ray does is very much in line with what the last jedi almost did which was at the end of these trilogies ray needs to decide that the jedi and the sith are two sides of the same coin and the galaxy needs to walk away from them mm-hmm. because so uh, sorry i'll get back to you but this is like yeah, a big part of it is uh like the whole point of darth vader is that he'll bring balance to the force uh and i had this idea that like i know this is not what lucas meant but I had this idea that what what Vader does by bringing balance is he gets rid of the Jedi and the Sith. And then when Luke comes back and brings the Jedi back, he upsets that balance again. And the Sith come back because the Jedi are back. And I had this, like, because that was, that was the coolest part of The Last Jedi for me, was that Rey was having this idea, and Kylo was having this idea that we don't need the Jedi, we don't need the Sith. They can just be Force users. 
because the force needs to be in the galaxy but maybe it doesn't need to be controlled by one side or the other mm-hmm. so we know the jedi are good but at the same point at the same time they were good to a fault and the sith are obviously too evil to be in charge of it so i thought that could be her character journey was that yeah and and that i think maybe that fits in line with the shadow of her father she can't be the Jedi that he wants her to be, but so she, she doesn't can... be a Jedi. She yeah, she chooses something whole, else. Yeah. yeah, she chooses mm. her own path, and that seems to be the right way. And that's what brings balance to the Force eventually. Is she decides with this Kylo figure, there can't be either side. There needs to just be balance. There needs to be an acceptance of both sides of yourself. I like this idea, mm. and I like how it mirrors what you're trying to do here, which is walk in the shadow <laughs> of Star Wars. Cheers. He's just tossing it aside and going his own Good old way. Inception. I am oh, the character. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's always good to bring something real into a, mm. a film. Yeah. And and you've got to have, behind the story that you're telling, behind the, the, the plot elements, you have to have a, a theme and a driving force and, and something in the real world that you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. So, Nothing's in a vacuum. Well, yeah, there was something in the real world I was thinking about for this. Like, the way Jedi and Sith deal with emotions seems to be very wrong. Uh, this is maybe more from the prequels than anything else because it's not very much in the originals. But in it, the Jedi seem to be very much about suppressing emotions to control themselves, to be calm and passive. And the Sith t- seem to be all about controlling their emotions, you know, grabbing hold of their anger and not letting it go. And I thought... From from like just a regular everyday perspective, that is two ways you can deal with your own emotions, but neither of them are exactly correct. Really, you should be just processing. You should be allowing yourself to feel emotions. You should just be processing them in a healthy manner and letting them go. And I thought that's what this middle ground could be. Ray needs to realize that hate and anger, jealousy, greed, these things aren't necessarily bad as long as you process them correctly. Controlling them, suppressing them, neither of these are the right option. You need to let it, like let it flow. And there's a whole scene I had in here where Ray meets these ancient alien beings who have always had the Force. Like, uh, do you guys know about the story for Yoda? What he was originally supposed to be? Uh, do tell. So, in the first in the first script, I think, or in at least the first draft that George Lucas had, there were these ancient beings that had always been attuned to the Force, and that's what Yoda was. It's like ten thousand years old. His race had always had control of the Force. That would was going to be the mentor for Luke he was going to meet this creature and that was going to tell him how the force works and I thought Yoda's something different now we can take that idea and apply it to a new alien merchandising wise it gives us something else to sell but it's also like in the first movie uh, I was going to have our group of heroes um, they can't get out of this system that is too far away from the Republic to send a message for help so they need to jump on board with this group of space drifters uh, which I'm going to steal straight from Titan AE you know those (laughs) those group of guys that just patch ships together uh, and on this this ship they find an ancient alien race who lead the whole group in meditation one of them grabs Ray brings them aside and she and tells her about the force you know everything needs to flow through you the force is about flow the, the universe needs balance good bad these things are you know perspective you need to understand yourself and that's where her whole philosophy I, I thought should come from um, because then she'll go off with Luke and Luke will be like no you need to Suppress your emotions. You need to be calm. You need to be patient. Let the Force guide you in everything. Um, and she thinks that that's wrong and she's a bad Jedi, but maybe she's a good Force user. No. That's not unfamiliar to Star Wars fans as well because there's yeah. a character in Rebels that's like this ancient being that is just attuned with the Force and he's like teaching 
these two people yeah. who were like never really knew how to use the force, how to use the force. And I think in Rebels there's also loth wolves who are like these animals that are just in tune mm. with the force. So it's a it's a con- it's a thing it, that's it, throughout it and then but yeah, and a lot of the... use that in like a main movie, which is like yeah. hasn't been done yet. There's also uh as part of some of the games, there's like this ancient Sith Emperor dude who did exactly that. He was a Sith Emperor for like a thousand years. Uh, then he learned how to disconnect his consciousness from his body and infect other conscious uh, other bodies. And then he became a Jedi in another body. And then he was like, nah, I'm just going to combine them both and build my own empire. So that's where I got that idea from. It's not original. It's not mine. But I thought if you wanted to put it into a movie, maybe this is how we do it. Anyway, I keep getting off topic, but sorry. Th- like this has just been going through. Like this is just, honestly, if we want to think of this as anything, this is me emotionally dealing with the pain that is Star Wars. <laughs> and me turning it into content. <laughs> My Artemis Fail episode will be coming oh, up when that's I've got a, I've got a so reminder <laughs> in my phone for uh, when shit. it drops on Disney+. That's Plus. so good. Um, Cannot wait. I don't know. Bef- before I go into maybe like what I thought the first shot of the movie would be, how do, how do you guys feel? Like, I feel like I'm talking so much and I'm looking around and I'm seeing thoughtful looks, which I'm really happy about. Mm. But do we have more feedback for me? Because I'm feeling like nervous here. I feel like I'm going to walk into a point and you guys are going to be like, well, that was all shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's probably too much in that structure, that yeah. hierarchy that you were talking about. It's probably oh, one, the emp- yeah. yeah, there's the probably Empyrean. one too much uh, there. If you're thinking about okay. it, it was Emperor, Moff, Darth, mm. underlings. Mm. Yeah, you've got like another step underneath. I don't know. Well, the reason I... Too much? Oh, the, with the knights. Yeah, with the yeah. knights. And the, the reason thing. I had that is because there's, there's a scene in New Hope where there's like a council of officers and they're mm. all talking to Vader and they're talking to Moff. Mm. And you've got Moff sitting in his chair and you've got Vader next to him, mm. mirroring what the Emperor yeah. does, but later. The only reason I had that extra step is because Vader is very clearly above those officers, but he's not above Moff. You know what I mean? I get you, yeah. So he, I was just wondering if you yeah. made the Kylo character the Strike Admiral character. See, the problem with that is then he's too evil because this Strike Admiral needs to order like kids to be killed. He needs to order a whole bunch of civilians to be shot. He needs to do shit that is blatantly, coldly evil. He's Richard E. Grant from Rise of Skywalker. There you go. Um, uh, so he, he, yes, yes. Thank I'm, you, I'm thank together you so now. much. Thank you so much. Uh, so, who was a great character, but just came out of nowhere in the last movie. I know. I like, yeah. The only reason I wanted that is because, again, I felt like you needed to have that Kylo character to be redeemable. Yeah, no, I get so you that. you can have people below him who are blatantly evil. You can have people above him who are blatantly evil. And he's evil... Um, almost because he's in this structure, but he himself can't ever do something that is blatantly evil. I love a good redemption arc. Yeah, mm. he needs to basically follow. And I'm just from a sub. If you haven't listened to uh, Second World Problems, go listen to the first episode oh, of Second World so Problems. Good. He's going to be like our Zuko character. Yeah, I get is, you. He's the bad guy, Morgan? but he is. We know there's a redemption arc coming. I had in the second movie. I had a hug between Luke and Kylo. That is exactly the hug between Zuko and Iroh. <laughs> <laughs> that is how. Uh, that is how Kylo comes back to the light side. Is Luke just comes up to him and says, "I failed you. I'm very sorry." You are a good person and I fucked up, please. And that's what changes him. Yeah. So, yeah. A, a lot of the times in this, I was like, what do I do? I'm just going to steal this from <laughs> something I've seen that I liked. <laughs> that's art. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank God. This is how Heard it here first. Works. This movie's art. Done. <laughs> anyway. Okay. All right. So, thank you for that, guys. Thanks for uh, indulging my struggles. <laughs> okay. So, I had a lot of time to think about this opening scene, but... 
the opening scene is going to mirror like all the other movies. We're going to have a wide shot of a planet, which is going to be Coruscant in this case. We're going to have the Coruscant uh, going from the top left to the bottom right. It's going to stretch across. You're going to have uh, the cities uh, in in the night just going to be highlighted on this continent. You're going to have two Alliance ships that look really old and really battered. Um, they're going to look different to what we had in the original trilogy because, you know, it's been 20 years. There's been upgrades. But the Alliance isn't what it used to be. Like, it's not strong. It's not a whole bunch of people ragtag. It's just like, it's kind of like old guards, you know. And then from the top of the screen, you've got this black ship. Looks sleek, looks brand new, coming over the top. And then, so I had this picture of these two Alliance ships, one right, right over the right, far in the distance, one right in front of us. One over the right gets ex- like blown up, cracker laser beams or whatever, and then this black ship starts shooting at our Alliance ship. And then we can cut to the planet. Um, so that's just establishing the Imperium as you know bad guys. I, I hope that's what visual storytelling is. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, think, I think it is. <laughs> it's good yeah, visual storytelling. I, I wanted to cut to like just a picture of uh, um, maybe like the, the council building. Maybe model it on what the UN building is like. I don't know. You're the architect. Maybe you can come up with like a building that looks like a diplomatic building. But <laughs> we'll talk about that when we're making the movie. <laughs> I'll, I'll draw up some sketches. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So we cut to that building, a shield goes up and then we go uh, and then there's just like a hail of fire coming down onto the planet and a whole bunch of people screaming and running everywhere. It doesn't have to be this, but this is what I was just picturing is happening. Cut to inside and we've got Leia getting escorted to a war room and there's a whole bunch of senators behind her getting pushed in. There's a bunch of commotion. Everyone's like maybe shouting or something and then she just goes, all right, everyone shut up. And then she looks around her. Uh, this is I wanted this to be a lot like when C- Picard from Star Trek sits everyone down at his table and goes, what do we do? So that's always like a really good way of establishing authorities and establishing good authority is someone turns to their, you know, subordinates and says, suggestions, I'm going to take your suggestions and I'm going to make the decision, but I value your opinions, you know? Mm -hmm. So she's in her war room with her generals, with her ambassadors, and she goes, okay, what's happening? And we just go, uh, I don't know, some throwaway line that's just like, you know, fleet that came out of nowhere, they're attacking us. We don't know what's happening, but, you know, we have no communication. Everything's been cut off we're safe we've got troops on the ground but we're under fire and bastards maybe panic go oh my god we're dead what are you going to do Leia? Uh, what are you going to do chancellor what's happening you promised us safety what's happening you know pressure someone then says we need to get help Leia says yes we do how do we do that we're trapped here can anyone leave no the shield's up if we lower the shield we're going to get bombarded okay can we lower the shield a little bit send some fighters through yes but they're going to get blown up by the fleet okay do we have any guns on the ground? Yes. All right. How about we open the shield a little, unleash a hail of fire at the, the ships, cause a distraction. Then from the other side, we send our ships out. That might work. How many ships could we get out? It won't be many. Maybe six, maybe 12. Okay. Anyone, anyone going to volunteer? And then we get a couple people step forward. And this is our first introduction to, to two of our main characters. These might change and these might not exist. But the first character is our Poe Dameron stand-in. Now, I've changed Poe quite a bit because I actually don't like Poe being Han Solo. I think that's really counterintuitive to who he should be. And who he should be is a pretty, very straight-laced. Follows the order, follows the rules. Follows yeah. the rules. He's a captain. He is a hero. He's someone, he's the goody two-shoes, right? He's someone who, you know, should be a soldier, but maybe not someone we like just because he's too good. But that'll change. Like he gets room to grow, become someone 
who maybe know, learns how to bend the rules a little. Yeah, he learns that you can't always get can't what always you need exactly. following the rules. You yes. have to bend them. Sometimes you need to do what is right, not what is ordered. Um, so I thought you were going to go full Dumbledore there for a second. Uh, you know, <laughs> do what's right and what is easy. Uh, yeah, no, sorry, yeah, exactly. Continue. Um, yeah, so he steps forward, and then you get uh, another. You get one of the ambassadors steps forward. She's this uh, quite young aristocrat. You know, maybe she's the the daughter of a king from a planet or something like that. And I wanted this character in there because there needs to be a fiery, sassy presence that is pushing people to constantly do shit. Um, someone who is just like, all right, what are we doing? Get it done now. Kind of our Leia standing, because that's what Leia does quite a lot. She's like, all right, you've rescued me, but what do we do now? Where, where the fuck do we go? Do you have an escape route? Are you guys idiots? All right, let's get out of here. You know, it's really great. It's a good way to just constantly push the story forward is having a sassy character who's just telling you, this needs to happen now. We're doing it now. Give me a solution. So she steps forward. She says, I've got the fastest ship here. You know, and I had a name for it, which is an allusion again to the games. It was called the Tiber Hawk. There's kind of our Millennium Falcon potentially stand in something different. Now, not as maybe good as you the go- Shithawk. But- <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely an upgrade on the Shithawk. Uh, yeah, I wanted you guys to help with the design for this because I was watching some videos. And apparently, do you know how the Millennium Falcon got designed? I do. Yeah. So George Lucas went to the uh, what are they called? GME. No, the, the, the special effects artists who he used for the first movie. And he just said, okay, I want a ship. Make it look like a hamburger. <laughs> and that's where we got the Millennium Falcon from. The olive on the side. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, it was a little It was cockpit. so good. Um, and originally, apparently, they wanted the ship to fly like a sunfish. But when they looked at it, they were like, nah, it's much cooler if it just goes flat. Um, so, I don't know. You guys are pretty creative people. Can I you know think exactly of how we're going to design a ship. Cool. We're going to do a cross... This comes into marketing. We're going to do a cross promotion with season three of Lego Masters. Right? <laughs> and they have to yep. design a new yep. Lego ship for the new Lego yep. movie in Love it one of their 100%. challenges. Love it so much. <laughs> because then you, uh, you know, the winner gets their Lego yeah. in the movie... And they're, uh, you know, designed, built the, by thousands like of Kathleen children. You Kennedy to come in and judge it. Mm-hmm. And like George Lucas. Okay. Kevin. Maybe, maybe <laughs> Dom, maybe you can correct me from here. Maybe that's too small fry. As much as we like <laughs> sure. to think Australia is very important. It could we be American are, Lego Masters. It could be, yes. yeah, yeah. American fine. Lego Masters would be okay. <laughs> it's I'm a, thinking it's its its own thing. It's a, it's it's a its worldwide television program. To, des- to, to design, design it. To design oh, that's pretty good marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Opera House. That was a worldwide competition to design that. Thanks for bringing that up. It, it, <laughs> why, why even have it as a spaceship? Just make it like uh, a full... It's like it's for sp- scene de- design. Like the TV show is like we specialize on like... Mm. You, and like we're going to build all the stuff for the new movie. So you this, get a contract this week is like build this, design this new st- spaceship. Next week's challenge is design this new like thing. And it's like every week. No, not even not even you get a, uh, a a contract. It's just a competition. So we don't have to pay as no, no. direction people. <laughs> that's, no, <laughs> Dom, that's just going to cause backlash. And that's going to ruin the... That's, that's going to cause problems for the movie down the line. I, no I like will. it. No I goodwill. I get what you mean. Free work is always fantastic. But... We're going to need a lot of artists and designers for these movies, and they know we're going to pay because we're Disney, essentially. I think you want something that's going to be um, marketable. Mm. People are, that, that's cool. And then I don't think you reveal it until the movie. This was the brief that this I was thinking in my head. I yes, think, I'm I think 
that you market you market it like you show shots of the Millennium Falcon in the trailer. But then oh, when but then like oh. when you get to the scene, it's actually the ship bursting through the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, this was the one member berry for the Millennium Falcon I thought. There's there's gonna be a scene in a bit where our two like our two new leads walk out to the hangar and I thought in the background, because Carrie Fish is oh, sorry, Leia's maybe a bit sentimental, she's got the Millennium Falcon like chained up somewhere. <laughs> Cause I liked the idea that Han Solo fucked off. Yeah, he that can't was my handle... question. Where's Han at this point? Han's not in this movie, <laughs> okay. which maybe that's a bit sad and maybe that doesn't sell as well. Cause I know Han is big bucks. Um, but I just feel like it is, it was super emotional to have him die in the first movie. It, it paid off, but you're way, it's way too hard for these new characters to form anything, any sort of presence in anyone's mind because everyone's just like, Oh, Solo and Chewie. Oh my God. They're so cool. And it's really hard to be like Ray and Poe. Have him die in between the film. Have her go visit his grave, ask him ah, what I was going to do That's this. Cool. You know. I was going to say, or even like a throw, like I was going to have a meeting between Leia and Luke where it's just like, you know, we've lost a lot of people and have an allusion to Han being dead because it would, like a lot of people would be furious. Like, why didn't we get to see Han Solo die? I'm like, oh, wait until you- Space cancer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then, <laughs> then you don't have to pay an outrageous sum to have Harrison Ford turn up and be Han Solo. And be all incredulous. And, and be and furious like about it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, Can we have Harrison Ford show up and be someone else? Yes. Yep. <laughs> Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> he can be a stormtrooper in the back. No, um, I just, just, just his character from The Fugitive. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I didn't kill my wife. <laughs> I don't was the one-armed man. I watched that recently. It's such a good movie. Great movie. Uh, I had so much fun with it. Um, yeah, so, okay. I'm glad that we're jazzed about the design for the Tiber Hawk. I like the name for it too. It's just copying the Millennium Falcon in a different way. That's no problem. <laughs> Maybe that's how they name ships in this universe. All good. Yeah. Um, we'd also get a shot. Uh, but like the thing I wanted for the, the Tiber Hawk is that I wanted it to see sort of be designed like a submarine on the inside. Because that was one of the coolest things about the Millennium Falcon. It looked like something you want to climb through and explore because it's designed like an actual ship. Yeah. And those like like a practical military ship where it's not for comfort, it's, you know, you've got all these little crawl hatches and you've got these, like, the this passage to the guns looks like a fucking cubby house. It's like a playground. It, it looks like I wanted something that kids want to explore, mm-hmm. just on the inside, outside, whatever. But that's, like, one of the most marketable things about the Millennium Falcon, I thought. And a lot of the ships is they look like something people want to fucking play around with. Okay, so... I that's, think that's cool, because then, like, then mm. you can do all sorts of tie-ins exactly. and stuff like that. You can have a exactly. video game set entirely on the ship and Damn all sorts straight. of oh, stuff like that. There were... Little yes. short film promotion just mm-hmm. on the ship. This was the biggest thing that I think the sequels failed to do is... Yeah, there's just... There's so little about the sequels that can stand by itself, I feel like. Like, even... Snoke was a great idea, but then they got rid of him, and, and he became Palpatine, and I thought that was, like... What a shame, because Snoke could spoiler have Spoiler just... alert, they're dumb. <laughs> Major spoiler alert, they're dumb. Fuck! Oh, this is going to be so hard, Dom. I, I'm so I, sorry. I guarantee by the time he gets around to watching the movies, if he does, everything. he will have forgotten. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about <laughs> oh, that. Dom, I'm so sorry. This is going to be hard for me to talk Ten about Ten years' these. time, he'll be like, I'm going to finally sit down and watch these movies. I've forgotten everything I've ever heard about them. <laughs> but then he's Maybe I'll go this watch this, pod- yeah, this, yeah, this podcast. Are they good? Are they bad? I don't know. That's the thing is things are just going in one ear and out the other at the moment. So I'm not retaining any information. I don't know who any of these people are, so I'm not going to (laughs) recognise them when they show up. (laughs) Okay, all right. Um, Thanks again, guys. This is this is is feeling a lot better for me. It's very therapeutic for you. I'm working through some problems. (laughs) Anyway, so back to the scene. Uh, Leia picks. You know, she says, "Brilliant! You've got the fastest ship." Um, Oh, and and this is important. Poe's not a pilot. Or our version of Poe's not a pilot. He's a captain. 
He's a ground soldier. This is going to come into play later on. He can't fly planes. He can shoot real good and he can fight real good. Don't speak real good, but he can shoot real good. <laughs> real I don't shoot. I don't shoot. Uh, but yeah, th- this is going to be important just because like, it feels like fucking everyone in the sequels is a pilot. Everyone can fly any plane. There's never all a the moment time. where someone's like, when you get, it's like, I, I don't know how to fly uh, yeah, this ship. Yeah. How gra- that like, that'd be like fu- something that could should happen all the time. That'd be a great moment where it's like, we need to get out of here. Can you get, let's get this quickly, ship. Like, quickly. I don't know how to fly. Like that's it's the like, whole oh, reason shit. Han Solo exists is that needed a pilot. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that that needs to be really important is that not everyone can fly all the time. <laughs> um. So like our protagonist, she can't fly. <laughs> She can't fly at all. She's never seen, or she's rarely ever seen a plane and she doesn't have an interest in planes, which is going to distinguish her, but whatever. Um, We'll get to that. Okay, so we've got our two protagonists. We've got a group of soldiers who are going to get flown out. They're going to shoot through and maybe get past the blockade. We don't know. Uh, This this was one of those action shots, I thought, because this is still at the start of the movie. This is potentially first five, ten minutes. I want this to just be full of action, full of like cool little... Um, so for this scene, I envisioned it would cut to like gun gears, like firing up and you'd pull out and it'd be like the big artillery guns getting ready to shoot as the shield gets lowered, shield gets lowered. And then you just get like this hail of lasers shoot up into space and, you know, and lasers coming down and things exploding and stuff. And then <sighs> exactly. Thank you. I also like the idea of like they fire before they open the shield in the last second, the shield oh, opens and it yeah. goes and they shoot through. Yeah, exactly. Like um, that tense moment where it's like, cause it's all about timing. You can't have the shield open any longer, like what that it needs to be. So it's like they fire, boom, shield opens just as bit, and it goes, sails yep. through. Awesome. Um, Visuals. And mm. then you've got mm. another thing. Uh, well, I wanted to save that moment for when the planes come out. So the planes, you know, they they, they oh, lift like off, yeah, they yeah. come out, and they're like, okay, in, uh, lower it, lower it, lower it, lower it. Now, lower it. it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, our six or twelve planes yeah. shoot out into the sky, uh, and they make it in the atmosphere. And there's a bit of a whoop. There's a bit of a cheer. So on the Tiber Hawk, you've got our SAS ambassador character. You've got our captain. Their SAS ambassador. SAS ambassador. But she's also <laughs> going to have a small crew in the cockpit. The ambassador. They're going. We'll get you through this blockade, ambassador. We'll get you through. They get up into the air, and now we get our first shot of our bad guys. And this cuts to strike ad the strike admiral. I wanted this to be just like a really old dude. I don't really care, you know, ethnicity wise. Just don't give a shit. This just needs to be an old looking haggard dude. Harrison Ford. <laughs> oh, that'd be so good. <laughs> be oh my wild. god, that'd be amazing. Um, but we don't say that it's solo. <laughs> it's, just, no, no. it's just his it's twin. A completely yeah, different yeah. character. <laughs> well, I was thinking maybe like an Idris Elba because he loves He's playing a old. bad guy. Yeah, but he can play old. He he loves being a bad guy, and he hasn't been given a bad guy that's got like a real meaty, like evil twang to him yet. So maybe, I don't but know, whatever. McCavity was pretty. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh man, one movie Dom scene. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think but, if he's wearing the McCavity suit, we get that that we get that nice, evil vibe straight away. Nice, so that's nice, 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 that's nice, definitely nice. doable. <laughs> so good, so good. But yeah, it's just gonna be like cut to the the deck of this shit, this uh, Sith Imperium cruiser. Um, now for the Imperium, because again, design is such a big part of Star Wars, and I I, I thought that the sequels had pretty good design. They weren't going for anything new, but they did a pretty good job a lot of the time. I thought, I don't know. Maybe you guys have different opinions because you actually work in the industry. Well, well, you guys yeah. work in the industry, and I sort of look at the industry from afar. <laughs> you sip your cognac. <laughs> That's right. I just, I just enjoy how this podcast is major overarching plot themes mixed with intricate 
Art decisions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, well, and marketing. For props. Uh, marketing we'll all support. sketch something. I'm and, pretty sure that's uh, how all Star Wars decisions are made. <laughs> We've got the overarching plot. Okay. How is this ship going to look? Yeah. <laughs> Guys, so I was watching a whole bunch of Irvin Kirshner stuff because he's my favorite part about the originals. Listening to him talk about how he directed that movie is very interesting because he makes so many decisions based on character and, based, and he listens so intently to Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford. And they were so integral to making those characters. And it's so fascinating to hear. Because that Empire Strikes Back is absolutely... Like, you think it's this grand epic scale thing, but it was absolutely this small crew of people so dedicated to making something good. And they spent so much time trying to get shit right and fixing all these shit that broke. And it's so interesting. Anyway. But yeah. Like, and then you talk- get to Last Jedi and Mark Hamill's like, Ryan didn't really like my suggestions for Luke. No, like, he had his own direction. I know. I know. Like, <laughs> that's going to be a big part of it. Like... We, I want to talk like talking about this pitch is super easy, but a lot of the time Star Wars is made in like it, that movie is made good in the production. Doesn't matter mm. what the story is. It's Hashtag generally... saved in the edit. Yeah, that's the thing is is like you know you can have all the spectacle and all that. Yes. And people like that, but it's pointless without characters you care oh, about. Yeah, most definitely. That's something I kept coming back to. Like Star Wars, like it's great to read into the old like the extensive canon they've got and be amazed mm-hmm. by how a lightsaber works and how cool is it all these ships and how the Death Star functions and stuff, but people only give a shit because Luke, you know, Leia and Han were the movies. Yeah. That's that's what it is. Mm-hmm. That's all they that's all they care about. So without a character, it's just a whole lot of nothing. So the one thing that needs to be very central to this movie being any good is that our characters have character, mm-hmm. do shit that matters, and drive the story. Like that that's the things that I need your, you guys help with the most because I've got the broader story. I think also the stakes need to feel real. Yeah. yeah. I think the big problem with Star Wars, particularly lately, is that the stakes, it's such a problem raising the stakes from the last one. Like you're on your ninth you film now. You blew up a planet. Or whatever. Yeah, you know, you <laughs> yeah. blew up a planet in the first one. How do you raise the stakes again? So, so you either refuse to raise the stakes and make it a much more personal uh, yeah, you you know, do journey. Per- you yeah, you do the personal thing. Mm. So that was important. I didn't want the big... Uh, you know, battle until the third movie, the yeah. big fleets colliding, which mm-hmm. is what they do in Return of the Jedi. But yeah, for this movie, I hope that just one planet getting sieged is small enough, it seems, in the grand scale of the galaxy, that when we go up a step in the next movie and then go up a step again in the third movie, it mm. feels more dramatic. Yeah, you've got to have that payoff for the audience in, in each course. movie as you go along, but... Mm. You've still got to reserve stuff yeah. for the finale as a whole. So mm. our stakes here, it needs to be clear that Chorus, that, or at least Leia and her group cannot last forever. They've only got a small amount of time. Maybe we can keep cutting back to the planet. It's getting progressively it's worse. It's Last Jedi, where the ship's flying yeah, away right. and they've gone off to a casino planet. Except mm. but done better. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, or uh, Battlestar Galactica. Actually, they... Uh... Alex, no one gets your nerd references. Okay. <laughs> no, okay. <I'm> <laughs> I was actually I've literally been making comparisons all episode. Go ahead. I was actually saying this is pretty much Phantom Menace, where you've got a planet besieged, but eh. uh, hopefully. But I'm that's, imagining um, that's about trade routes, though. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm imagining true. though the shield is like the shield in Stargate Atlantis, which is like this big yeah, dome right. that comes yes. and up the wraith and, come and yeah, just, yeah, that's right. That's, that's what correct. I'm you know anticipating. hundred percent. Yeah. But you know, this guys, sort of- we're nerds. <laughs> <laughs> Don't it feel good? Dom, you're fine. You're not. <laughs> yes. You're, Dom, you're like a. Dom, you're a dweeb. A, you're a dweeb, yeah. <laughs> how, many re- how many references oh. have we fitted in? We've got, uh, you know, TNG with the ready room thing. We've got the uh, Stargate Atlantis uh, thing. I've got the deepest got- cut of all. I said uh, Titan AE. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think this sort of ragtag, you know, the opening episode of Battlestar Galactica is the ship and uh, they've got to jump through hyperspace, but they can only do it so long. Mm. And they've got to jump out. Mm-hmm. And they've got 33 minutes before mm. they'll be caught up again. Yeah, so yeah, they've got yeah. these 33 minutes where they've got to get the engine working again so they can jump again. Otherwise, mm. they're it's being tracked. It's constantly tense, yeah. I don't know. I'm, seeing, I'm sensing some sort of vibe there. This sort of small fleet of ships that well, are yeah, being like constantly that, that, pursued. That comes from back in like... like <laughs> High school drama is tension is a rope. You need to feel that rope getting pulled. And that's like, that's what I was like, fuck you. How I think the Tiber Hawk should explode. Ah, now we're going to get to this. The Tiber Hawk is definitely going to get damaged significantly. And so much that they have to ditch it. No. Oh, you want to ditch it? Oh, we can I do think, that. I think you need, well, at least but we need to have escape pods or something that you need to make them really vulnerable. Well, the Tiber Hawk's not that big. I thought the Tiber Hawk was. Okay. Let me pitch what I was going to okay, do. Okay. And then, and no, you, you could be correct. Maybe it's not say, enough. On Maybe the back of Alex's, I really like the idea. This is for comedic value. that like Because like throughout the, the Star Wars, it's like, this is the main ship. I love the idea. It's That's like, this is the like, main really ship. And then about. it gets blown up. And then they get another ship. It's like, no, guys, this is our home now. And then <laughs> it gets blown up. It's like, they never have a home. That's they right. And it's just constant struggle. Yeah. They put a jump to other ships What you're in talking the fleet. about might be the Snoke problem, which is like you build up this one thing and then it becomes nothing. And then everyone's like, well, what the fuck was the point of the Tiber Hawk? Well, that's why there's 12 ships. It also makes them no, but that's why there's 12 ships difficult. that no, go. I think, I think that's greedy marketing. Well, all they, they, they all look like the Tiber Hawk, mm. and it's this small fleet, like it's like an X-Wing fleet. Uh, surely you have all of the other ships get blown up. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. you're just this I guess, but you need... I guess if we're making a normal Star Wars movie, sure. <laughs> <laughs> then what? some of Morgan, your characters... Why are you so into this? I'm so shocked. I don't... Yeah, like... But then some of your characters have to be on the other ships then. No. So is it no? Just listen. So there's some actual stake. So not they, in the they first jettis- ten go, minutes of the movie. Oh my god! You know our ship's getting damaged. I need to get to an escape pod, and then they have to choose: Do we go pick up the people that we've just left in these vulnerable escape? Can pods, I ask a question? Or do we real jump quick. on? Can you name all members of Rogue Squadron for me? No. Exactly. It doesn't matter. I'm thinking that you need to one other no. character that needs to be picked well, up. Porkins. <laughs> I think we pick up everything in the Cyberhawk or whatever it's called. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Tom. I'm sorry, Zach. No, no, you're I'm giving as much care to your Star Wars as I am the rest. That's <laughs> perfect. This but is then what we I get want. to have the 20 minute scene of just this small ship packed full of people. <laughs> just like all And then, elbow then to they're elbow. running out of oxygen. Uh, you know, the CO2 See, scrubbers damage. You, you need to jettison some people out not, the fucking This is hatch. not Star Wars. <laughs> that, that's not Star Wars. That's, that's a sci fi. Star Wars is a fantasy. We not we can't be they worried. They still need to go get the reinforcements, but it yeah, yeah. comes at what no, cost. The ship's not going to get no, there with this no. many people see, on there. See, you're too stuck in the sci-fi, man. This, the fantasy is not about that. The fantasy is is that desperate struggle to the fantasy the, element. The comes army. In later. You, get out! <laughs> you don't want Star Wars. Go away. <laughs> I want a gritty science fiction. That's not what Star Wars is. <laughs> it should be. I don't it's know. Completely I, I, different. I, I I completely disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a Star Wars fan, but it's not Star Wars sci-fi. Like Norris, if you want to chuck a star- sci-fi movie at me, I will be all for all these ideas. They sound fantastic, dramatic elements. Not Star Wars elements. I'm just trying to get some good storytelling going. That's fine. <laughs> you keep interrupting. <laughs> anyway, okay. So we've got our we've got our little fleet of ships escaping the siege, getting out into the atmosphere. Now we cut to the deck of our Imperium cruiser. I didn't talk about the design for the. Oh, whatever. Fuck it. Uh, we're getting too. We're getting too caught up in that. Um, oh, do you know what? This is a two-hour podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I wanted this ship to be Morgan. You play Mass Effects, yeah? No. Fuck. All right. So <laughs> I haven't either. Okay. Thanks I for have. asking. 
You have. I'm sorry, oh. I haven't. I bought it. I haven't this hurts it. me. This hurts me. Okay, so there's there's this thing called the Citadel in this game, and it's this gigantic thing that looks like a kind of like a satellite that's folded out, and it can fold in. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted the Sith, like the mega ship, to be this like kind of attachment that slots in with other ships. Because the idea is the Sith Imperium, the, our bad guys, exist on the far, far, far edge of one side of the galaxy. They are so far out that you need to have this entire hunk of junk wrapped around your ships that can fly at insane speeds and has enough fuel to take you there and back again. So the Sith Imperium cruiser will rock up, open up, the other cruisers will detach and they cause the damage. And then when the Sith fuck off, they all slot back into this ship. It's like an so, aircraft uh, Yeah, so it comes in like one yes, ship. And yes, then, yeah. yeah, yeah. I like that image. Um, so that's where our bad guy council is. Mm. Um, and they sit there and they get a message saying, you know, the Alliance has sent ships out. They're going for help. And you've got our strike commander who goes, okay, uh, we need to kill them. And then Kylo Ren can step forward and say, me and my knights can do this. And he says, no, I need you on the ground. Our first job is getting those ambassadors. You need to pacify the civilians. So ordering him to go do shit. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, and then we get another captain step forward. I think I had a name for this, but it doesn't really matter. Yes, yeah, so he just calls to another dude who he just says, scramble some squadrons, get out there, hunt them down, get rid of them. We don't We don't need that hassle. And that's when a, a, I reckon a chase scene starts. Maybe you guys, uh, I don't know, can flesh this out a bit more. I don't know that this needs to be fleshed out because, again, this is just our first 20 minutes. Are they are they pursuing them for the entirety of the movie? Oh, so no. Where are they going? So To get help. <laughs> yeah, so this is a big problem. <laughs> this is a big problem. My thought is that... The, so in the that throwaway line is like all our communications have been cut off. The twelve fighters, layers just like you just need to get far enough that you can get a signal out. That's it. But then it has to become that these guys that get scrambled to send after them chase them so far that they can't get a signal out in time, and they get chased to the other side of the fucking galaxy into non-republic space, and that's where we've got our protagonist hiding out here in the fucking other side. But fuck no way. That's the only way I could think of getting out of this problem that I've set myself, which is the Coruscant has to be cut off and there is a field around Coruscant that's stopping communications from going out. And but originally, surely that's only planet-wide. I mean, like, that's not, you know... Yeah, that's that's the... So... <laughs> Do you have a planet that these these this fleet of ship is, ships are, are going to in order to get help? Yes, And then I they did, find yeah. that and it's already been I like, ravaged? So, let's... Or something Let's like just focus that. on the fact that they've been sent out. See, that's too dark. That's not Star yeah. Wars. Sorry. No, that could no, happen. I'm sorry. I, I just it's, to... it's fantasy and no, everything happens. Okay. Can we just You're like... wrong. That could happen. We need to get oh, a bit of my idea point. couldn't happen. We need to get a bit of direction here. So they've sent out, they've gone out. It's like, get out, send a signal. Yep. They send out 12 ships. One of them survives, mm. but the communications got damaged. They then have to travel in person to the location and collect that. Like, that's the only way this, this, is this story, kind yeah. of makes Yeah. Because I, I was thinking, like, it. if, if and got- the and the ship is packed full of people, and they have to jettison <laughs> some in order to get there. I feel like you're not part of this team, Marsh. <laughs> I'm on. T- I'm on team jettison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could jettison a couple of people. <laughs> <laughs> Just one in particular. Well, no. no, Morgan. Yeah, that's mm. exactly what I was like. Because there needs to be a point where the Tiber Hawk's well, the only one that survives. She didn't say it. Yeah. Morgan said it, but that's fine. <laughs> I'm sorry, continue. <laughs> Go on. I'm just going to read what I've got here. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, okay, so, yep. Uh, Morgan's right. Our 12 ships, uh, they're like... Even we if, still, like... We still can't... They don't all anything. have to die, but maybe, like, the others are like, we'll 
distract the other ships. You have to go yeah. get help because all of our communications are damaged. <laughs> I don't know that you run into that issue, but yeah. it's, see, this is why they I, need to die. <laughs> The no, they need to die. The, the, other need to, the other ships need to die, otherwise yeah. it's too... Yeah, they, they were going to. They were, like, everything except the Tiberhawk was going to die. Yeah. And then the Tiberhawk is going to get chased by one cruiser all the way out. And they're going to keep going out and they're going to go, we still have no signal. All right, jump to hyperdrive. We need to just get away so we can get a signal. Jump to hyperdrive. But oh my God, they're pursuing us in hyperdrive. How is this possible? Like, new technology, new era. They're chasing them in hyperdrive. You've got a hyperdrive f- place. Like, get us out of hyperdrive. I can't, I can't. Something's wrong, something's wrong. Ship gets hit. Pilots die. Um, and they jettison them. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, go on. Now I feel like Ca- we can't. On. No, no, no. Norris needs to get him over himself here. <laughs> no, I'm done. I'm done. Are you sure? I'm done. Are you going to say the word jettison just, in just... the next 10 minutes? <laughs> no, I promise I won't. Are you sure? I'm promised. Okay, good. Say the word jettison again. We'll jettison you. So they're being chased. In hyperspace. And they just happen to end up in the right... Like, what's... Yeah, what's- that's the thing. That's, like, that's my struggle point here, is they need to get to a point where they crash onto our protagonist's planet, and she helps them to get their ship back in order, get it up in the air, and then they now need a hyperdrive to get back to Republic space. Where... Is right. that... Yeah. It's just a Santa so, minute. So, here we go, here we go. Where did the... Where did you say the junkers come into this? The junkers are the ones that will fix their ship. So... And she's she's with them. She's with the show. She helps fix their ship potentially. So they they're getting chased. They're trying to get to safety. They get shot and then left for dead. The junkers come and try and salvage, salvage the, the ship. ship. And this is when we meet like the character. And they like that's, okay because so otherwise it's like where problem. where is this weird like yeah what, no this is like- the big problem. So they the way I had it in my mind is uh, so we still don't have a fin like replacement. We don't need one. You I, barely needed him in the yes thing. yes he wasn't see. I wanted a ex-Imperium fighter to crash with them on this planet that our Ray is on. Make him one of the Junkers. Make him one of the Junkers? It's neater. Well, the reason I wanted him there is because he's a pilot. They need a pilot. He's a bad guy, but they need a pilot. And he says, I want to get out of the Imperium. I'm done with it. I got kidnapped. Uh, like I got, I, I'm, I'm basically a slave. I'm finished with them. But I'll fly you back. I don't give a shit. Give me the... I'll fly you back. Give me the ship. I'll fuck off. All right? That's my deal. That's... Like, I thought that was a better story for a guy who used to be a stormtrooper, essentially. Because Finn is such a good person for someone who used to be a soldier. He was brainwashed. Yeah, I know. But he he just has no bad in him at all. It's it's crazy. Yeah, exactly. I know. This seems to be like... He never um, killed anyone. This is is a big problem for everyone? Oh, no. I just think I'm working as the logistics of the... Yeah. That's all. I'm getting it right in my head mm-hmm. without having yeah, to shunt people into space. It's also just like... I said shunt. Shunt. Said shunt. I said shunt. Oh, I'm said shunt. He did say shunt. Yeah. I will clap. I just think, yeah, yeah, A, follow, try, it's like you're trying to ham fist this yeah, yeah. Stormtrooper turns good thing into this yeah. new movie. It's also like, yeah, you don't need it. Uh, and it's like the mm. best, like the I, the only the cool dynamic I keep thinking back is like, I don't know how it fitted in, but like... He he's not turning good. It's just a relationship of convenience because they're both crashed. Hmm. Like, and he's yeah. they got something they, he needs, and they and like that's the only way I'd see that working. But I also don't know that it's needed in the movie. I know, and it's also a little convenient too. Like they're both crashed on this same planet. Like, what are the odds? That I was both- hoping that Star Wars is convenient enough anyway, because it's the same thing with C three PO and oh, but I suppose she's going to find Obi Wan, so she knows she's on Tatooine. Oh yeah, I don't know how to get our protagonist into the story then. 
That's the that's my issue. Oh, I don't mind the ship being damaged, they're being left for dead. Like it's you know, oh, so this, and this, then the junkers go, go try and salvage she, it, and she's with the junkers. She's with like, the junkers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. But then that's just the Jaw- Jawas. I f- nah, maybe that's fine. No, but these are space Jawas. Space it's, Jawas. It's, it's also kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy esque. You've got like yeah. the Ravagers, okay. and like oh, Peter's yeah, one right. of the Ravagers. Mm. But he's also like, and and our protagonist could be on this ship because it's safe because it's always moving around. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Does she know she's the daughter of Luke Skywalker? No, mm-hmm. I don't think so. Yeah, I was I was saying no, but I I don't know if that's just too much of a cheese from Luke. I am your father. No, no. Yeah. I think I think the way so this is so you've got uh, Sass Bassador and <laughs> Sassada, who <laughs> who is a confidant of Leia, so she knows some okay. stuff, and she potentially maybe the token that the person has, she recognizes it and knows okay. it somehow connected to the Skywalker family and. Subtly convinces or like gets her to come along for the ride. So this cool, Sasbassada cool, cool, cool. is actually manipulating events because they recognise this. Okay, mm. so she shouldn't know, but we should know. What I think we should know, but so, yeah, yeah. she yeah. shouldn't. Yeah. yeah, like we we can guess immediately mm. that Sasbassada like, is like, interested because she Sass-Bassard sees, sees that. it, and we see a flashback of like her like this is like an ancient, this is like a Skywalker family thing. Or as they're like, leaving, Leia's like, remember, keep this or do we take need this? Or- do we need to do the flashback? I think the audience might be clever enough if we see that and we see the Sasbassada is interested and says, I've got you know the Chancellor would be interested in meeting you or something. Maybe the audience can figure that out. Or am well, I also presuming like, that they're too? It's like I think. We need it. We still need a pilot at this point, right? Yeah. yeah. So okay. her, maybe her, like, because she's the pilot. She's not a main. We've established no. she doesn't fly, but no, maybe sorry, her friend fly. is a pilot, or mm. like, I like to think. I, I like. I had the idea that she knew people out in the galaxy because she's an ambassador, so she can travel around and know these people because that's her job. She she goes out and sees people. Um, I don't know that I wanted her to know anyone with the junkers because the junkers need to no. be super remote. I think the junkers don't know anyone. I think. So we're gonna get into a couple of things here. Go for <laughs> it. So. Mm. We are yet to, uh, big marketing point, we are yet to uh, create and market a new droid for the movie. Yes. I think the droid will be, be a part of, will be like a junker droid and it will be, it, is, it comes as a deal with the main character, who I assume we're just calling Ray at this point. For, yeah, for, for I, I was going to say, that's why Kylo Ren, it's just yeah, easier to, yeah. like I had names for them, but they're not going to mean anything. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, she's like, for for argument's sake, she's like, junker, fix the ship. They got that, and then we get this cool new design droid that we also can market. And, and like maybe this. it's like not as flash and new as some of the new ones. Like it's she junker, can be like, like look, parks. it looks like Wally. Yeah, so, maybe. So are you saying like Wally. Ray's there? She's like, I can fix your ship, but I'm gonna need this. Like I'm gonna need a T four five six droid. No, so, well, they're just she's like no, it's just part just of there. the thing. It's, it's just, just there. Thing. It's part of okay. the thing. But like it's like, hey, they're fixing the ship. It's like, hey, we need to get out of here. And it's like, well, none of us can fly. None of us can fly. Can we have the pilot be an ex imperial pilot? An ex-Empire pilot. Because then you have a reason to be like, he's not trustworthy. Well, that's the thing. The Junkers, I assume, are just a mishmash of people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, the only other thing here is, this is an excellent fix to my problem. So, thank you, Morgan, for fixing the issue that I've made. That's why I'm here. (laughs) It's all I can offer. (laughs) And just one thing about the token thing that the daughter has that, you know, signifies that That she's... That Luke gave her. Yeah, that that Luke gave her. Yeah. Would Leia also have a counterpart one? This is exactly what I was thinking. So I was thinking that there were two parts to it and Leia has the other side and Luke says to her, one day you're going to meet someone. It's she's just gonna Rose give you and her sister's stuff from last year. Yeah, but yeah. we're kind of stealing that and making it. Well, I was thinking more, I was thinking more supernatural. The little uh, amulet that yeah. glows, glows in the presence of, of God. God. Yeah. <laughs> 
which is so stupid, but I love it. Yeah, it yeah, never does. It never does. It, it does. Does it? Yeah. Oh, I you stopped, obviously have you haven't watched, uh, you haven't watched season thirteen. Like I know who God is, and I know they were around God before, and it never glowed. <laughs> no, but there's a reason why it didn't glow. before. Ah, I need to catch up. Did they steal? Uh, <laughs> is it worth what? No, we'll get into it later. <laughs> um, God, Supernatural's great. <laughs> Yeah, I, I absolutely like had a, a like, MacGuffin that would show you where Luke's... Which is what they have in Force Awakens, yeah. except not everyone knows that mm. Luke, this is and, what they're after. And, yeah. and Leia gives it to Sass Bassida in case that she doesn't make it. <gasps> That's good, yeah. Like, remember, take this. Yeah. You know, so Sass Bassida has the other half. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Okay, yeah. If if I if I go, this will help you find a new yeah. hope. Is that oh. too cheesy? No, you don't say. Yeah, a new don't hope. say that. No, 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 no. Can Sass Bassett remain unnamed throughout the film? No, I think it's just yeah. how she's credited. I think, I think it's what is like everyone referred to her as Sass, like because that's a, it's a kind of it's like it doesn't yeah, sound a, out of place for the universe. Name, yeah. It's like, hey, Sass, can you go do Sass or like, something? Like in the credits, yeah. it's like yeah, Sass or Aurelio. Or something yeah. like that. <laughs> it's like but in the message, it's like Sass Bassett. <laughs> Nice. I like it. I like maybe, it. Maybe, First maybe, name Sass, last name Bassador. Or Sassador, because then we can leave that little bit out. Yeah. Maybe she is the Sass Bassador, the ambassador from the planet Sass. Oh, I like, I like, That's a Star Trek thing. I like <laughs> yeah, too much. her name's Sass Bador and her middle name's Sass Bass. Oh. Her, name, her name's Bass, so she's Sass like Bassador, but it's ever Sass Ador. Sass Ador. It's so on the nose. It's like, okay. it's like the parents that's something are like, that is really funny an to us, and that's something the internet is going to fucking be furious But they about. won't know. If you never release... It's literally just like if a you name. never release the middle it, name. It's just Sass Bassador. Like, that is a name. Mm. Like, Sass Ador. Yeah, okay. Sass Ador. Sass Ador. Um, Sassida. So Sassida Bassida. <laughs> At this point, we... the ambassador for Sassida. Everyone just slurs their words so they think, we, they think they're saying ambassador. They're Everyone's half tanked during this film. just saying Sassida. I was going to ask, is, is okay, so we've got our three characters then. We've got our Ray, we've got our Sass Bassida, and we've got our Goody Two Shoes. <laughs> yep. Um, and the sort of untrustworthy pilot. Untrustworthy pilot. So that's our... So yeah, that's the other thing. I wanted a four cast crew. I, mm-hmm. wanted, I wanted our four... Because four, these are the gang that are going to... By the end of this movie, they're going to band together... Um, we're going to have some tension between our pilot and our goody two-shoes. Mm, uh, of course. Clearly, yeah, because he's going to be Tension's like... Tension's pre-built into that. We can't do that. That's wrong. That's, you know, we, why do we want to lie here? We can just pay them. It's like, well, why pay them when we can keep the money? That's from their pilot. And Sassbass is like, we just need to get through, guys. Pay t- the greater issue. We need to help these people who are in trouble. Now, the, the issue is, and maybe we can dish this all together. I really wanted Ray to meet this ancient alien race. And have I don't think in this film. Not in this. Can't be in this film. Yeah, it's too much going on already. Fair enough. Okay, no problem. (laughs) You got your junker droid, and no. So, so so. we have the pilots chase the Tiberhawk out to deep space or whatever. Shoot them a couple times. There's an explosion on the ship, and they're like, "They're done for." I'm heading back. Or their life support is damaged. Their life support's damaged. They're toast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're dead in the water. Yeah, yep. okay. The engine's damaged. Their life support's damaged. They don't have very long left. Communications anyway. are down. Yeah. They got nothing. They got nothing. Pilots are dead. They don't know how to fix it. They just have to jettison themselves. Yeah. <laughs> just have to jettison themselves. <laughs> My heart. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. And then we get uh, this junker ship rock up. Uh, no, you guys aren't as interested in talking about like design as I am. <laughs> no, I'm very interested yeah? in talking about the design. Oh, how, okay, because I had... Tom's a- like, I can contribute. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted this junker ship to be like four or five ships from the movies patched together and it looks so crummy oh. and so old and mm-hmm. so fucked up. Like it's like an Imperial Star Destroyer's engines slapped on the back of like yep. one of the Trade Federation's circular 
like domes a two X wing like wings off the side or like like the big um, the big rebel alliance like fish ship that they've got that Akbar's in that's like the front of it yeah or even just like some some old clone war relics yeah that's even yeah yeah because you that could be our member berries these guys have gone around and they've just collected all the debris from these space Mm -hmm. fights because they got shit all else and that's that's what they do to survive and we can have do we have you mentioned his name before. Luke's mate from the Rebellion. Wedge. Wedge. Wedge Antilles on here, or is Wedge Antilles too much? Just have Ray? Like, or, like, well, we don't... Because well, we, we... What's Wedge? We know so, Wedge, like, hid her, but, like, how did she end up? It's, it's such Because I, I wanted Wedge to be her father figure in the same way that, like, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. Like, you can't have a kid out there Are by going to kill him? Well, like, what, no, well, no, then... Well, Wedge then isn't going to die. Ditch the Imperial... So, what happens here is you got the simple equation of... Hey, like we get there and we got this junker, and then the SAS Bassett is like, I need you to come with us. But yeah. like, we don't have a pilot. And once she's like, Actually, I, I, know, I know a guy. I know a guy, and yeah. it's Wedge. Like he's been. Yeah, playing, that like, makes that makes sense. And then, like, you get. It's like, I think I like the idea of like building up this character. Like he's always been there, yeah. but he's never had his moment. And it's like, why not give the new trilogy to flesh out this background character idea. that we've had before? That's a good idea. A little more. Mm. And, then, and then he can have a personal relationship with Skywalker. Because you know he's friends yeah. with him. And like, he doesn't see Luke as this master Jedi. Cool he's like, way he's just my mate. He's like my mate from the days when we used to Referencing the originals without having, without bringing, like, without seeming like we're using the same characters. Like, we're giving this character who never had their moment to shine a time to shine. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you Okay. Yeah, I, I, I can be all about that. Yeah. And then we fix our pilot problem. Now, <laughs> yes. So... <laughs> This is something I kept thinking about. The sequels have a pretty large absence of not just sexual chemistry, but love interest. Like, I know that there's the Rose and Finn story. I know that Ray and Rose, uh, sorry, Ray and Finn are there, and I know that Kylo and Ray kiss. But and um, is- and uh, Finn and Poe. You are, you are saying single-handedly all of my least favorite moments. There doesn't have, I don't think there needs to be romance in... But romance is really important. Like romance is a really yeah. But you've you've, you've grounded the whole trilogy in this breakup. Yeah. Between Luke and uh, oh, so there's already okay. Yeah. You know what? I think it's already there. Like the romance is there, and you it's this is the fallout of a romance turned bad. Like it's there. You don't need to ham fist it into Mm. our main characters. Maybe Sass Bassett wants Ray or something. I don't know. Little side there. Yeah, that's what I was saying. There's no like flirting between any of the characters that makes more relatable. Sass Bassett. The only way I'll do it is if like so we're gonna I'm gonna put our reference. So Sass Bassett is a is a Jack Harkness type character pansexual hits on it like is like like is serious yeah. in moments but will also fucking hit on anyone I was waiting everyone. for a Doctor Who to be <laughs> yeah. so like if, if we're doing that so if we're, I don't know Ambassador and the new droid yeah oh. you could so I, I'm, I'm not I'm not I, I think forcing like a relationship <laughs> in there I just think BB-8 getting hit on like <laughs> yeah. he's like a six year old like <laughs> Like, like forcing two characters to have a relationship, I think, is like is we don't anti, want that. But yeah. to have like a character that is like exp- like sexually active is yeah. okay. And like, yeah. like we're in like aliens, like they're pansexual. They will sleep with anyone. Like that's like yeah. But the we thing never is also we're, we're, really. we've got a ticking okay. clock, and we need to how get much? the like how much time do we dedicate? Like this is what I, I think it's just one off remarks like yeah. flirting, yeah, like okay. a little like that's, something that's, that says, yeah, and it's a bit cheeky. That's all. It's a bit cheeky, and like, are you? And like, every, like it's like the audience, is like are they flirt? But like, you never linger on it too long. It's always Absolutely. in and out of the moment. Now, how Being much? Though, I, I'm, I want to get back to this droid thing. I like the idea that the droids are real dirty bastards. Just <laughs> <laughs> flirts with everyone. Well, but so it the speaks droid, in droid. Yeah. It's like, it's like, oh. and like, like only one person, like the 
like the Ray can understand it. She's like, oh my God, shut up. That's perfect. Cause then the captain, the captain doesn't understand droid, but he's constantly like hitting on the captain. And because the captain's so straight laced, the ambassador can just be like, <laughs> constantly whatever the droid's saying and he's like what what did he say and then the like ambassador infatuated. whispers something into his ear and he goes and he just turns red he's like oh because he's like you know he, he's a goody two-shoes he doesn't you know go in for all that he's embarrassed by himself yeah i like that oh maybe i'll be stay there but i find that that's pretty funny <laughs> it's funny that the droid goes boop, 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 and the ambassador goes <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, even it's like, definitely trailer fodder. Or even like, yeah. or even just like the droids like says something, and then like the ambassador hears it, and then like, like looks at his ass and like agrees. Is like, mm. yeah, like the droid has said he's got a nice yeah, ass, and then the ambassador yeah. looks at it and like like agrees. Yeah, okay, I can that's see. That's definitely something that so, ambassador would say. Yeah. This is something I want, but I don't know that all of you will agree. I don't want every character to have quips. In fact, I want maybe two characters to have quips, and that's it. Because I understand that quips are important these days and they're a big part of these Disney movies. That was a big part about this new Star Wars. Was they were so quippy. It's so annoying. It is so... Fr- like, the whole conversation between Poe Dameron and, and Husk, Husk in the, f- the start of the second movie is ridiculous it's beyond... Garbage. It's so disgusting and I hate it. There is and not a you, fucking yeah. general on the planet that would have a crank call for more than a second. It's so stupid. I hate it. And then there's the, uh, it's not so much a quip, but I remember all the marketing material around Rogue One. It's like, you know, we're the rebellion, let's rebel. And that line wasn't even in the movie at all. And I was like, that's, oh. uh, you know. And uh, the droid from Solo? Oh, I, oh. Didn't, I, haven't, I haven't, no. I, I haven't know. seen Solo. Maybe Morgan, you, you, you agree with me here. The droid from Solo is too much. Uh, I like the droid from Solo. Okay. <laughs> Like it's, I think it's, I think it's fun, but it's, it's so like, full It's on. a good foil to uh, Lando but, Calrissian, but it's like so full on. Oh, yeah, that's fair. That's fine. Um, okay. I also, so lo- I also I'm- love Phoebe Waller Bridge. So yeah, she voices that droid. She wrote the first season of uh, Killing Eve. I know, and, she and she's also Fleabag. and she's also uh, writing the next Bond. Yeah. Oh, well, writing the Bond that's coming cool. out. Part of it. Shit. She's on the writing team. Oh, I yeah. Like it. Ooh, mm. that's cool. That's the cool. only the only bad thing about that that droid is that it's. it's L337 which is late yeah, for all those uh, who don't it's know there's too much ah. of over the top anyway um, yeah just so can we agree like I'm, I'm, I understand quips need to be in there but I want it restricted to none of the bad guys quip uh, two of our good guys probably or maybe all of our good guys will have a quip in there but it just can't be the central thing it can't be about everyone is funny I know we've said yeah. it. I just I want just to take a moment to is, say that yeah. this podcast, this podcast, is not sponsored by Quip. We're just <laughs> saying the word <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just think this is such a. Which is what always got me. Like this is such a. You know, people love writing. Like lives are on the line. Do we really have to? You Make know, have jokes. some sort of zany comment? Like yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like it's just. I think yeah, seems you, counterproductive. Humor is not always needed, especially in an epic. Like you can mm. have it; it is good to sometimes. I don't think laugh. it's necessary. Yeah, but like this, what are the emotions we want from our audience in this? We want, we want sadness. Disgust, we want that, repulsion. disgust. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I pay money for this? <laughs> <laughs> Why do I keep coming back? <laughs> oh, you, you know, you want that sense of hope. You want that sense of dis- like that tension. But you want to feel the despair. Like yeah. you want to be able to like. Lose the quips, make it real dark. Yeah, mm, mm. but not um, as dark as I was suggesting like, earlier. Yeah, we not don't. We don't dark. want this. We're going to steer this away from hope punk, and we're going to ra- ram grim it right dark. up grim dark. Yep, grim dark might be a bit far because grim dark gets heavy metal. <laughs> like, or from what I know about grim dark, well, maybe grim I'm dark just well, it's definitely not hope punk. So. Yeah, um, but I yeah, because like punk. even the ending to this movie, I had a picture that like you know the alliance comes in and drives 
the Imperium off. But Coruscant is ruined. And and the other thing, the, the Imperium is like going down into the city and stealing people. They're like just enslaving people. We don't know why yet, but that's part of their orders, you know? Kidnappers... Yeah, go on, sorry, Morgan. No, no, keep going. I just, when you're done, yeah, I have a- They just keep kidnapping people. They're grabbing them. We don't know why, but they're driving all these civilians into the ships and they're going to fuck off to the edge of the galaxy with them. Go on. I really like the idea that like they came in one ship and they all come out of one, but maybe that ship gets destroyed. So they, they now the Imperium is a bit like spread. They have mm. to like, and they can't necessarily all get back to this to the like quick as quick. So like, just so it's like that little defeat, but it's like still like we built the one ship that carries them all. But we still have like all these ships that were inside it. They mm. get away. Yeah, but and it's still kind a of split. Yeah. But we can't get back home just yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. And then there's the question of who they leave behind as they're trying to get there. Who do they jettison? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying like you'd be able to like you know oh there's this one that we've piled all these civilians in that can that can stay like you mm. know that's damaged like I don't mind so much about that let's you know just get back I don't know yeah no that's fair um like really show the cruelty they're bad guys yeah they they yeah. don't they, as long as you know they're they're about you know oh that that could even be a moment like the strike admiral is like um they're slowing us down blow them up. Destroy mm-hmm. them, create a barrier between us and the alliance, and we'll get away in the wreckage. Yeah, yeah. Or like even like put the civilian ships in between us so we can make our escape. Yeah, so they won't yeah. shoot the civilian ships, but we can make our escape. I, had to I say like it. that. I like that. Jettison the cargo, we will leave, and that's just civilians getting fucking <laughs> blown out into space. Oh, <laughs> now you're going dark. I don't think that's Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Never said that. Can't have, it, can't have it both ways, Zach. I said no sci-fi. <laughs> But genesing the civilians to uh, sort of bamboozle the alliance ships. That's not sci-fi. It's, it's that's just a dramatic. Movie. Yeah, that's just a dramatic moment from a war point of view. That's throwing out civilians in front of. Your I troops. was talking about something with real emotional dilemma. No, you, weren't. you were talking about sci-fi. No, he's talking about sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. that's and you were just talking about. I'll oh, just fucking yeah. blow the bodies in just to distract them. But you, like I don't, at, at no point in this movie should you be worried about the science of everything. I'm not Maybe talking about will. the science. You are. You're talking about they don't have enough air to survive in their yeah, ship because it's crammed full of people. That's, what, that was that's too much. Science. Who cares? Something with real, like who stays and who goes. Something real white. It's not Star Wars, man. It should be. A rebellion has to make sacrifices. That's right. Also, Zach, you have twenty-eight minutes left. So, (laughs) has it been two hours? It's been an hour and a half. Come on. (laughs) And you're we're still on the first movie in the trilogy. I wasn't going to get through the whole trilogy. (laughs) This was just going to be one movie. Uh, Um. Okay, I'm happy to just do one movie. I was a little worried. Where I'm like, I got twenty minutes (laughs) and one movie down. And so for the other two. No. Um, so th- this is the if part. This, if this podcast is well received, we'll come back with them and do yeah. the other two. It, it, it won't be. It's just I've cleared out my badness <laughs> now. It's all good. Um, I was, okay. So this is the part that I, I'm not sure about. The Our group of fighters need a problem that they can overcome to band together. And then they can finally get to the Alliance ships. And that's when the cavalry comes. And that's when you have your big fight scene. Um, we also need a way for Ray to get hold of a lightsaber so that she can fight Kylo Ren on the... The where has, planet of Coruscant? Where has any lightsabers been? Yeah. No, nowhere. Maybe the two parts... Leia, of the- Leia still has hers that when yes. she, she gave up when... And maybe she gave it to Sasbasta to protect yourself. So Even though before, you have no training. I don't know. This so is the only way. So before Sasbasta leaves... I'm doing gives- the classic thing where we've, 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 worked, we've made a problem, so I have to work backwards yeah, and try and <laughs> Thank figure you, it out. Thank you, Morgan. Thank you, Morgan. Maybe she gives her half a lightsaber and Ray has the other half. Oh, no. no. She's already got half a fucking medallion. Let's yeah. not give but her that's half maybe a- the thing. That's not a medallion. She's just got... Oh, no, that's too much. Oh. Well, and Luke's uh, lightsaber once joined together beeps in, and it's like, well, he's over there. We know, like, Ray, we know Ray fiddles <laughs> with technology. She's like, she repairs the ship. So maybe Sasbaster is like, I don't know. Chancellor Organa gave me this and Ray's like, huh. 
goes what? off. Does, does she need to use a lightsaber this I movie? don't think she needs to. You don't what think if so? there's a lightsaber in like a museum? Marketing somewhere? is so big for the lightsaber. Is it better? Is it more? Yeah. Is it better for a character to develop to stand up to someone with a lightsaber without a lightsaber? So, so she has her fight with Ren, and she just uses the Force. Maybe she has this. Maybe she has a. All she uses is she uses a bunch of like salvage tools throughout the movie, and she has this salvage tool that like kind of stands up, like like the stun batons in like they sometimes like it's like this. Okay. Salvage tool, and then when we and then we all, there's always like a they get their lightsaber. It mm. happens between the movies. Like, this can be, like, Ezra in Rebels. His first lightsaber has, like, a little handle in it that shoots stuns out. He can... If he deactivates it, it becomes a stun gun as well. Oh. So, like, maybe she it, she uses what she knows... Her, to make her lightsaber. Her salvage tools and integrates that into her lightsaber. Okay. That's in between films. Yeah, and then we come back... and But because we've seen the salvage tools in action of the first one, we already know how a lightsaber works when we see the amalgamation. So, in the same way, it. In, in the sequel that happened... Boom! One of Kylo Ren's things is he made his own lightsaber, and that's why it's kind of just, like... Sparking and shit. So he, it's because he bled his crystals and he broke it and snapped his crystal. So he's got two crystals. Oh, really? That. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is a lot better than my pitch was going to be. <laughs> Go on. My pitch was going to be um, there's a, a lightsaber in a museum somewhere. And they, there's a heist from the in prequels. this movie. <laughs> and then a there's a 20 minute heist in the middle of the film. And they have to have projections and Hugh Jackman's there for some reason. Oh, no, sorry. That's, that's, another, that's another episode. What a good I movie. Do love a, I do love a heist. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was thinking, like, so she's got her stun, you know, some kind of salvage type thing, some sort of salvage, but uh, you know, and so she's facing off, and obviously the lightsaber cuts through the baton there that she salvaged, and goes for the final swing, and she puts her hand up and actually stops the lightsaber mid thing. So you finally hit that she's force sensitive. There's no No reference that she's force sensitive at all in that movie. Until that moment where her... It feels like you're not setting up something that is... You've already set up that she's Luke's daughter, but what if Luke's daughter wasn't... And we know that she's bad at being a Jedi, so maybe this is like the moment where she's like, maybe I can... I'm not a Jedi, but I can... I don't know that I agreed to Rey being bad at being a Jedi. I like the idea, but the whole point is Rey's supposed to depart from the Jedi and the Sith. Or are you saying she's bad at being a Jedi because she's going to depart? Well, it's like we've never seen her. She's like, she's like, oh, I'm, not, I'm bad at being a Jedi. And then like once in a life or death situation, we know she used the Force. Yeah. But then she isn't underst- un- able to understand the okay. si- the Jedi teachings. Mm. But then she starts to use the Force in her own way yeah. outside of the okay. Jedi teachings. She's only ever better to use it in life or death. So she's like, well, maybe if I threat, And then she figures out how to use it in a different way. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just like... okay. Um, do well, like the holy I, I, shit moment of the force reveal. Yeah, like, I also know. just don't like the idea that like, especially Ray is like just a savant. Like she has no yeah. training. I don't like the idea that people are just savants with the force. Well, Anakin didn't use the force in Phantom Menace. Like, okay, it he, almost he, he, makes he, he sense he for the way he, the way he flew. He flew very well, which hinted that he was good with the force, but he never actively used the yeah. force and mm. was a savant. Yeah. But like, okay, well, maybe f- she doesn't know that she can use the force. Until well, she doesn't know. But, she doesn't but know. But who Morgan, she is. the force savant thing almost works with the force because that's how the, the force just flows where it needs to flow. It's it's kind of just a thing. It, like it always works towards balance, and then it pushes what's the through. point in ever training? That's yeah. That's a that's a like you you are force sensitive, and you can control the force through yourself. But there like, are definitely people who are naturally gifted yeah. with. The I just force. like the idea that it's like you don't know you have the force, but like in a life or death situation, it's it going to come, come out and protect yeah. you. Yeah. I, I, and I, I that's like that. sometimes yeah. where it's going to be. So uh, when we have our confrontation on the planet, and you've got your alliance finally showing up, and they're fighting back the forces on the ground, our, our troops and stuff, and Ren is there, and he said, you know, I, I always like the idea that like, our banner heroes show up, and Ren goes, you know, I'll give you this one chance. You can walk away or die. 
And that, that's the hint that maybe he's good because he's giving them a chance. It's not, it's not a good thing. He's not doing a good thing. But no one else in his group of evil villains is saying, walk away. Yeah. Is it also like, is his mother there? And like, he's like, I don't want to kill her because I'm still good. But like, if I'd make this threat, I still seem evil, but I'm giving my mom the chance that I don't have to kill her. Or like- um, so she's not his mom. She's his auntie. She's- so who's Kylo's mom? Kylo's mum is Leia. Yeah, that's is Leia there. Oh, sorry, I see what you mean. Um, yeah, I, I reckon Leia could be there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's the scenario. Like he's fi- they've finally broken through. He's about to get hold of the ambassadors. Yeah. Leia's right there. He sees her and he has that mental struggle. Do, and does- like you can see when he's like you can see in his eyes when he's talking to her. He's like, I don't want to kill you. Take this. Take this. Opportunity. Yeah, yeah. He's like Ray. If you yeah, you guys can leave. Just give me them. Just give me them, and you can leave. You won't be killed. Let us go. Uh, but then, obviously, Ray has to stand up and say, "No, the right thing here. I need to defend these people who are helpless. Our heroes will start fighting." Alex, back. you've been pretty quiet. No, I'm just thinking. Yeah. No, no, go on. Because um, you also had, yeah, and it, it probably makes sense that Ray's staff can like fight Kylo just a bit because you had those staffs in the prequels, those droids that had those yeah, yeah. lightning staffs. So maybe Ray's got one of the one tip of hers can do that. So she's desperately trying to fight back against Kylo. And he's just like toying with her. Like one handed, he's just fucking her up. And he's like, all right, I'm done with this. Snaps her thing. And then he goes, uh, I don't know. You had the chance. And then he goes to stab her. She stops him. This holy shit moment because she hasn't used the force all film. Yeah. I like um, that. And then maybe. You- Credit roll. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And then the next movie starts back. Same moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nothing's nothing's been resolved yet until the start of the second. Wow. We, we, we end kidding. the first I'm movie and the start was... of the second movie, and then we oh, do a full new narrative. Sh- arc. <laughs> we just can it. <laughs> a new hope, even like, hopier. We, we stop it there, and then we cut the open the second movie. It's like, man, do you remember? Like, it's crazy how we ended oh, that fight. On oh like, my God, let's move yes. on. Let's never explain how we did that. that the like, uh, the Stephen Moffat. Uh... <laughs> oh, it's Doctor Who and a half. Yeah, um, yeah, but okay. Uh, like, th- I, I think the end of the movie is. I hope pretty self-explanatory. Like those are just motions that will happen. The Alliance rocks up. They they destroy some of the ships. Um, Strike Admiral's like, okay, pull back. We have enough people. Maybe he said he said. Why are they a- capturing people? Okay, so I had a whole idea for the Imperium, which was that uh, the stormtroopers were just dudes. In the prequels, we had robots. Neither one of them quite worked. The Imperium kidnaps people, implants something in their head that'll. So it's the clones. Cybermen. It's just the clones. Uh, yep. Just like drills a ma- ma- machine into their head. Not not like cloning people, not the like clones brainwashing. have a chip in their head. Do they? Yeah. Oh, God. That's how they did Order 66. Oh, yeah. Um, well, it, it, it more just like removes any personality. They just pretty much become robots. The Cybermen. Cybermen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. The whole cell take, whole cell take it. Yeah. Um, and, but it maybe it links to... Well, I assume this chip links Cybermen. to... Cybermen. <laughs> Uh, maybe they have a helmet on. <laughs> maybe they got this like metal suit. I don't know, and they're just like nerve endings inside. Oh yeah, that's a nice Starman. original yeah, idea. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we'll make the suits like a kind of tin can <laughs> with that evil yeah. mask right. on top. Yeah. Now, now it's just ridiculous. Oh sorry, yeah, my bad. <laughs> One step too far. Um, all right, I, I think we'll wrap up. I think we've all been here for too long. <laughs> no, no. So hold on, hold on. So they get to the planet, How does and this everything movie end. So they get to the planet. They're like, "Oh, hey, we need, we need help. Coruscant's under attack." So, so they what get planet? The, no, they Who's don't get. There? They don't go to Coruscant. They go. So Captain Brave Boy, yeah, knows of a general that he's trying to send. A yeah, yeah. So they get to. there. They get to that general, and then like, "Hey, everybody, come on! Coruscant's getting under attack. Hey, yeah, everybody, let's go. Come with me. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then they go. Yeah, I see. 
Okay. There's not a lot of conflict there. We yeah, that's why. Off. That's why I asked you. That's I, I asked. I asked what was the thing that our group of heroes overcomes mm. in this third act? Because like in like in well, the ticking not, clock. Not to say last clock. Jedi did anything wrong, but like this, there's a similar story in there. Like it's like, oh, we need to wait for reinforcements, and but no one comes. That's a that's a turn. Which this one is just like, yeah, we go and got reinforcements, and we got reinforcements. Like there's no there's nothing there. Yeah. Well, the struggle can't be that reinforcements don't come. The struggle has to be to get to the reinforcements because there's. There's that whole thing in A New Hope where, like, the big struggle is getting to the rebellion. There's no, there's no struggle with the rebellion. It's just getting to the rebellion and then defending the rebellion from the Death Star. So in this one, it's getting out to the reinforcements, getting the re- reinforcements coming back. Because I always thought that was like that's a hero's journey arc: is city's under siege, send your hero out to go get help. The help comes and saves the city. That's the mm-hmm. eventual thing. I don't know if it is like the Imperium. Like damages the Tiberhawk, maybe, but the ship that damages it is destroyed, and then the Imperium's like, "We need to send someone out to confirm that they're dead. We need to make sure." Or what if they get to the reinforcements and they're also under attack, but they've destroyed their Imperium ship? So they badly damaged. Then they're like, "We're not going to go help." But yeah, so it's like it's a coordinated like, assault. Yeah. So it's see, I like. Okay, here's here's how places. we're going to do it because. It, We've actually laid a lot of groundwork that we don't get into, like the whole stealing of people. Yeah. So we get to the reinforcement places. They've started hurting people. Like they've locked everyone up. Like the the attacks oh, finished. Yeah, that's good. And like we we've got like we've locked. And this is where we learn what they're doing with the captured people. But in it, where the reinforcements are, we 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 overturn and we win. So then like when we go back and we see the people getting taken from Coruscant, we understand why they're getting yeah. taken. I like so, it. I so like it a lot. Oh, Morgan, you're a genius. Um. So <laughs> and it they... plays into Dom's earlier point where you had the you. Go to the place, you're expecting them all there and it's not what yeah, you think it yeah. is. So then our group of heroes has to free these slaves. Because, okay, maybe the Imperium's like, all right, we finished destroying these guys. Just leave a small force to mop up. Yeah, we'll yeah. grab everyone else. Leave them. We're going to go help Coruscant or whatever. We're going to go somewhere yeah. else and do our thing. So there's only maybe like one ship there. Yeah. And, the, and the, the planet looks like it's been just completely fucked over. There's still a force there that can... So, but they need to be. They've, they've mostly captured everyone because they the, the more people who have, the more they have an army. So. Yeah, cool. Do we? Okay, so that's that's our that's our middle point. So this first half that we've talked so much about happens in like half an hour. Then we no, got... I'm thinking more hour mark. An hour mark oh, before like... they get to the reinforcement place. Okay, and then we spend in. half an hour at the reinforcement nah, place. Nah, it's a two hour movie. <laughs> so you spend an hour at the reinforcement place. I think you need to revolt. You need to stage a bit of a revolt. But then what happens to Coruscant? They've got, you know, the shield can withstand, but the ticking so clock the is So the second happening. movie it's is in real time. It's real time. That This is my question. So where, where do we end up with the Coruscant storyline at what the I'm end asking, of this Alex. film? Like, no, I'm saying that a lot needs to happen in order to tidy this up at, at the end. So you need to get... So you you leave Coruscant, your ship is badly damaged, the junkyard patches you up, you go to the reinforcement place, you stage a revolt, you go back to Coruscant. Like, a lot needs to happen. I think you need some time to breathe. In order to get so there, I'm saying I'm, it's a long film. Is yeah. what I'm saying. But I'm 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 questioning your timeline because you're saying the first hour finishes with them leaving the junk crew. No, going. no, the first hour is once they've got to the planet. I'm saying that's what. And you've they s- start the yeah. They realise that what's going on. on I'm the saying that's the half hour mark. I'm saying oh, that's not enough time, is it? No. Yeah. I think I think you especially need whether you got to you got to introduce all introduce all the politics on Coruscant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I that, well, no, that, we're not going to touch the politics. I mean, how do we know who Leia is? You have that whole scene in the war room. We, yeah, we have to like set up Sass Bassett. That's no, fun. you. This is more than five minutes, man. Yeah. 
you got to have like this moment, and then like Sass no, Bassett, you also need to learn to Sass like Bassett, these characters. Sass Bassett and Leia have a moment alone where we have it, where they we exchange this thing before they fly off. But that doesn't we have, have to, to be also, so long. We also have to introduce like this straight lace character. Like you, it the way you you can we think can about it. We do a lot it, of meeting but, those characters on the journey. But, like though. the way you think about it, yeah, is, like, that's Sass what I was Bassett thinking. Straight yeah. laced. We can meet all them while they're being chased. But you yeah. still yeah. need still all needs, these moments. But you don't need too many. But you need to actually learn to like these people. I get you. And relate to these people. But so there needs to be some character development. It's not like oh yeah, we jump and we're there and oh we fix it. Like uh, you need, I know to experience. Oh, yeah, yeah. But that's like, like I think you can think about it like oh this all needs to happen in like it can happen quickly. But when you actually get down in the meat of it, that Coruscant opening scene is going to take up at least twenty minutes. No, like no, I know. it will. Open. It will. Man. Like genuinely. Like, Cold like, open with the Tiber Hawk coming out. But no. like, like I, I don't, I don't think you need to spend more than five minutes on it. Five minutes on yeah. Coruscant. People are like, smart. People get the stakes. I no, think. I think. I, but what I'm saying is, everything you want to get, when you get down to it, it you'll be shooting and you'll be like, "Fuck, this takes longer than I thought it did." No, because yeah. I like think everything I think you is... want, I think, is going to take longer than you. Well, think. I'm fine to cut out shit. It's yeah, just yeah, I'm like just saying, the important like, elements yeah. are Leia sends people out. Yeah, yeah. all I'm saying is, if attack, you want it. what you want. You, the timeline is very similar to what Alex is saying. Do it. I think we could. Mm. I don't think Coruscant's like the, the. It's not the story here. Mm. Like, like you know, what we've got is you've got this this journey to go and get the reinforcements. We arrive where the reinforcements are and realize, okay, this is a lot bigger. This is happening than just all over Coruscant, the galaxy, right? They get back, win the battle at Coruscant. Yeah, but then now you're in this larger story of this is still happening. It's everywhere. happening everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's why they're not able to send the signal out. Because it's not mm. just that it's like cut off from Coruscant. There are tons of places that are getting cut yeah. off. Yeah, and 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 maybe this Coruscant thing was just the first wave, you know. And so, what we've got is the small payoff of liberating Coruscant, but we're still in this larger context of this and great yeah. war. That's the yeah. liberation of Coruscant doesn't have to. M- Okay. It doesn't f- need to be entirely successful. We also, yeah, they, they also like, like at no point you know, in this maybe have they you do capture a lot of civilians. Who the bad guys are. Well, that's the. Uh, what do you want from an explanation for who the bad guys are? You want the audience to understand why this is happening. But the and we the don't know. Is, we don't because we know why. We don't know why it's happening. That's the, thing that's is, the start like, of the but movie. Morgan, like, Morgan, okay. The audience will be like, if, the, if that's the whole movie, though. But Morgan, the audience is like, I don't understand who they were or why they did that. Morgan, I'm just going to point out in A New Hope, the only explanation you get about the Empire is like three lines. You get the visual. You get the visual. But of I know them they're raiding. called the Empire. Yeah. So you know that these guys are the Imperium. Uh, why do we know? Why do we know that these people? The these people don't know who the Imperium are. It's yeah. in the crawl. He didn't say the words Imperium in the crawl. I did. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, then that's fine. Then. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I'm. I got to say, I'm real happy you're like this passionate about it. I, I can't believe that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. If um, the crawl lays a bunch of the groundwork, then we should. It needs to. Yeah. 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 Needs, yeah. Supreme Matriarch Revel sends the troops of the Sith Imperium under the command then, of Then you're fine. That's fine. Yes. Um, may- maybe they're not entirely unknown. Maybe that's why Leia is trying to get people together. Because that's the thing with like, the new one. It's like the fir- people knew who were the First Order were. It's not yeah. like they came out of nowhere. Yeah. Mm. yeah, It was just they underestimated the threat they yes. posed. Yeah. And also with the fact that the planet that they're getting the reinforcements from is also being blockaded and the signal's being dampened there, they could have their communications fixed mm. on this ship on their journey, yeah. but they're getting no response. Yeah, okay. So they don't know if what they're going to get there... Like, is this just a fool's errand? That, do we, that might do we... be... Could that be a character moment as well? So, Goody Two-Shoes is like, okay, communications is fixed. Um, you know, I'm going to send out the signal and I get nothing back and our our pilot just goes, yeah, well, you know, the universe is a dark, cold place. They don't give a shit about you. 
the alliance is not what you think it is. And maybe that indicates that he's not... Like, you know, the captain's... No, Wedge is there. The pilot's gone. Oh, the, the pilot is gone. The Wedge pilot, is there. That's out. Well, because, like... That's been maybe removed. Maybe that indicates that the captain is, like, uh, has this illusion about the alliance that, you know, everyone is at base good and we're fighting the, the good fight and people will come to help us. Yeah, I think... And that's the moment where uh, it's you like... Because, like, cause no, like a lot of the moment, we're actually going to spend a lot of time on the ship, ship and that's where we need to develop these yeah. character yes. moments because... Yeah, nothing really happens. Like, you, you have this the, is, the this junker, is the hard thing, yeah. and then we have the, like, nothing happens between. You have these character moments where, like, the cat, the, they, so Ray fixes the communications on the, mm-hmm. like, they fix the ship, but the communications take longer, fixes it on the journey. The captain's like, cool. And, um, they, they beam out, and we have this conflict where the captain, they're not getting a response, and the captain is blaming Ray because he's like, they would be responding, and Ray's like, you, you must have, you mustn't have fixed it. And Ray's like, no, I fixed it. And there's like this clash of like, mm-hmm. he's like, if you fixed it, they would be responding. Mm-hmm. Like, he can't comprehend okay. why yeah. they wouldn't be responding. And then Ray's like, and so he's doubting Ray. Whereas Ray's I think, like, so I've, the other, the other question to ask, I think, is what is, what is Ray's knowledge of what's going on? You know, was her knowledge of the Imperium and stuff. Exactly. Mm. Like, is she completely out of touch? In which case... It sort of has to be. She, yeah. she has to know in what which the case, Alliance is, but she can't know what the Imperium yeah. is. I think in which Ray's case, we been... can be out of touch, yeah. you know? And we can learn what they yeah. are along with her. Yeah, then you can have a scene where the... Yeah. It's like, who are the Imperium? And the captain mm. can be like, yeah. uh, you know, we've been warning people about this for years. We knew this was coming and no one listened. Because I think, I think you can have this whole first movie be the setup for this larger... Which you still know, has its self-contained Imperium yeah, Alliance storyline, yeah, and yeah. it's got this this yeah self-contained, mm-hmm. which I think is very important. Mm. So yeah, I I'm think all for serialization, but it does need to have. <laughs> we've an done end. a really good job of painting this. I think I think we've done a good job of painting this larger picture, but yeah, the, the relation needs to be through the character. But the the trouble I have is that I feel like that has to come from the production because you need to be able to go to the actors and say you need to make this your own. Mm. This is your motivation right here. How will we approach this? Like we've got our, we've you know, we know what the scene is, but how do you make this real? Mm. Um, but then again, we need to come up with the scene. So I don't know what I'm talking about. We've got eight minutes left. And I've got two <laughs> things I want to quickly discuss okay. before we. Because so dream casting, do we cast unknowns? Do we cast faces? Do we what? What's no what faces? We, no faces. I wanted I faces so. for no, no. the Imperium. Uh, and obviously, we're going to have. I like cameos as an Organa. Like Richard E. Grant was a great cameo. Richard E. Grant was a great one. And and the, also, there's a thing about the Imperium is you want a kind of prestige theatrical actor. Theatric, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you need someone who can play an uh, like an admiral. So David or Tennant, a king. David Tennant would be a fucking amazing. He would be excellent as Strike Commander, a uh, uh, Strike Admiral Costas, because he can absolutely be a evil presence. Um, I would love that. I would love that a lot. Or British cast, obviously. Uh, <laughs> I mean, um, I feel like the the, the empires always have like a, yeah. a, 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 a British, British side spin to it. Yeah. Well, that that might just be like Hollywood as well, because they've always had that thing where, yeah. like, if you mm-hmm. want a bad guy, you cast a British actor. Yeah. Yes. Um, Not that David Tennant's British, but yeah, no. Yeah. Well, he's he's British he's theatrically. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I wanted Tilda Swinton to be the supreme matriarch. Because she's played terrible monsters in movies before, and she's pretty mm, good at it. Mm, mm. Um, and she's an excellent actress, but do she you, might be you too see, young. Do you see chemistry between Mark Hamill That's and Tilda Swinton? No, yeah. I don't. <laughs> do you say that because you're pretentious, though? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Mark Hamill is a pretty, pretty good actor, and Tilda Swinton's a pretty good actor. I've mm. never seen them together, but she was she okay. 
I know this is really reaching, but she was in that one episode of What We Do in the Shadows and she did a pretty good job of relating to random comedy characters. I think maybe they've got the chops to relate to each other, but I could Mark, agree. Mark Hamill has also been in What We Do in the Shadows. There, there we go. go. Chemistry. Oh, chemistry. <laughs> there we go. But yeah, no. I, six I totally degrees agree. of Kevin Bacon. Maybe I'm fulfilled. making up. Yeah, so who would we think for... Okay, let's let's not worry about Matriarch because we're not doing the second movie just yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she hasn't even been introduced. No. Do you think, do you think new people for our new cast... Just brand new actors. I just think, I think so. Yeah, I think you can't have a relationship with them. Like I remember mm. watching 1917, and if you had like someone like Chris Hemsworth in that role, the film doesn't work because mm. you know him already and you've yeah. already got a relationship with him. I think you need someone that is not that well known. You say 1917, and I'm like that main character would be a good straight laced pilot. He would be Actually, a good straight laced pilot. <laughs> Uh, straight laced captain, captain. Yeah, yeah. he'd be yeah. a fantastic mm. straight laced captain. Oh my god, because that—that's another thing. Um, like, ha- ha- uh, sorry, Harrison Ford wasn't un- wasn't unknown. Mm. I think he'd done one movie with George Lucas. He definitely wasn't the name he was. No, no, no. no but no. that was something I found as well. the The amount of effort they put into getting those score three was insane. I think for Princess Leia, he interviewed like he interviewed like four thousand people. Mm. It was fucking nuts. Or maybe 4,000 people rocked up and he was like, nah, go away. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll look at these hundred. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that was it. I think I'm going to throw a name out there. I don't know if you guys will know, uh, but Sarah Snook, Australian actress. You love Sarah Snook. I do like Sarah Snook. Uh, Sass Bassiter, I'm thinking Sarah Snook. <laughs> yeah, okay. Just That's just me. Um, we've also... And I, and then that's a predestination reference there. Another we, science fiction film we also we can have to be wary of... Because like, yes. this is a Disney movie. Uh, from the business side of things, we need a multicultural cast. Yes. We need to uh, put multiculturalism like quite up front. So, mm-hmm. a lot of the Imperium, I would think, would be from all races. That's something I'd want. Um, but all white good guys. Yeah. Yeah, whoa. because that's how it is. <laughs> no, come on. No. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I think Ray needs to be a person of colour. So, her mum has to then also be a person of colour. That's color. right. Yeah, I can do that. The chick who plays the general from no Black Panther could be the, <laughs> the matriarch. <laughs> She's pretty sick. No, but then you run into the fact that the evil is, uh, you know, African American actress. Okay, that's that's a problem that everyone goes. No, oh, I'm just saying. African-Americans but Disney be would be concerned. Well, yeah, you say them. You will be making. You will be. You will be groundbreaking because name one African American actor who's a bad guy that isn't in Black Panther. Idris Elba. Yeah. <laughs> um, it doesn't happen, and it's a problem. What's his name? Ch- Chitulwe Eljafer. Not in uh, Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange but oh, in no. Children of Men. Oh, yeah, this yeah. is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. It, it, I, I think that this is the kind of... <laughs> Indeed. You got me. I, I, I am at pains. I, I think I think that if that point is made, I was like, oh, why do black people have to be oh, the no, bad I'm guy? Just, I just, I was, you can you respond get very that, easily. But with, you will get that yeah. comment. Though. But Disney can very easily respond with... Why can't they be? Mm. Why, and then why do you think like, they can't Song be Song of the people? South, Disney. <laughs> Song of the South. <laughs> like, right. you're, never, you're never seeing it. Uh, no, no, never, no, no. ever seeing it. I think you see support in like, the African-American community if you made an African-American person the supreme bad guy. I think they'd love it. I don't know. I'm not part of that community. Yeah, but you're also advocating Ma- for Mahershala them. Mahershala Ali in... Uh, oh, God, yeah. Uh, a, a oh, leader. yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, leader mm-hmm. Battle Angel. There you go. I was thinking more... Um, uh, Luke Cage. Oh. Luke, Luke Cage. <laughs> he's not the yeah. bad guy in Green Book. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that so we've done some casting. My other question is, we we avoided this at the start. Name? Like, no, no, no. no. We'll, we can come up with a name as well. But like, I had some premises, but whatever. Go you on, guys. Well, I want to do this question first because mm. it's a very important marketing question. It's like mm. we 
We we imagine we imagined it like it, it the other movies did exist, but realistically, it's gonna have to. And we like a challenge. It's gonna have to come out with the current three, the seven, eight, nine existing. Yep. How do we market that? It's a challenge. But you how take do we you do take it? a leaf out of uh, either what Terminator have done or what the Halloween franchise have done, where you completely disregard the sequels that you don't care about and you just pretend that they don't exist. Yeah, that's essentially what those two franchises have done. I know that the sequels didn't exactly do it, but there's definitely a feeling in the sequels that they don't want the prequels to exist. There is almost no allusion to the prequels that I can remember from the sequels. They very much don't want people to be aware that the prequels are around. So you could maybe do that. Uh, You could maybe just do a soft reboot and just be like, look, we know we fucked up. We're just starting again. We're doing it again. I don't know. Yeah, that's a big problem. Uh that I don't have an answer for. I'm sorry. You just pretend it doesn't exist. I think if the movies are good enough and you kind of just pretend it doesn't exist, it, it does that for you, right? Yep, it does. Mm. You just have to weather those few months where you're releasing trailers and everyone's like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is this is the other thing. Like, this is one How sit will it down. fit all together? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is one sit down for two hours and we've already found just so many massive problems. <laughs> I think Disney had the ability to sit people in a room for months at a time and fix all this shit and they didn't. Like, this uh, is the thing uh, I keep coming back to. I mean... Did they though? Like, and, and, and like, what they've ended up with is the best they could do. Yeah, but like, they no no. Maybe but it's I mean, just they too didn't complicated do it. a problem. No, they didn't do it. They had they were like, oh, all right, we bought Star Wars five years later. We need it. We need a trilogy. Put it out there, and those trilogies need to be two years apart. Boom, 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 boom. It has to happen. I think they set themselves a Did timeline. You, um, they wanted to factory make these movies, and you can't do it. And that's what fucked them up. I was reading an article, uh, it was George Lucas, before he sold uh, it to Disney, he was trying to come up with ideas for the new trilogy, and he'd have all sorts of different writers over to uh, his Skywalker ranch, and they would pitch all these ideas, and there was all this sort of thing, and he goes, yeah, we'll join all these ideas together, and that will make a really Mm. cool trilogy, and there's lots of energy in the writer's room, and then he sells to Disney. Yeah. And he also, when he sold Disney, gave them all those ideas. And yes. they were like, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, again, I think this is Disney's fault in a fucking handbag. Like, I used to be mad at Rian Johnson. I used to be, like, furious. They didn't put... They, there wasn't someone in charge. But that's just all on Disney. It's not Rian Johnson's fault that he tried something new and they said no. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, like... It's not J.J. Ab- like, okay... I think we disagree about this, but it's not J.J. Abrams' fault that the last movie is this kind of mess. He, no, no, I don't think it's a mess. No, I don't. Yeah, he's given a mess and he tries to bend over backwards tried. to fix it. He really did. Uh, and there's, there's like all these allusions to cool shit that could have been an entire mm. trilogy in that movie. Um, but I think the the thing is like, yeah, Dom, you said maybe this is too big of a problem to solve. I don't, I don't, I'm a Star Wars optimist. <laughs> <laughs> I believe there is a lot of, good you can get out of the hero's journey and especially in a big sci-fi sorry a fantasy epic that this is there's a lot of good you can get out of wizards good, good catch and family <laughs> thank you we can jettison the idea that this is bad <laughs> wow i think there's a lot of good wow 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 and 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 i think the more you try with the new ones to just introduce new shit stuff like the mandalorian will work because it's by itself and you can keep introducing these new standalone star wars stories but you do need that big one to sell the money to make the, make your billions well, I think we've uh, covered a lot of ground today. Yeah. Uh, before, name. We, before we finish up, I just want a name suggestion from anyone. I have two. All right. Okay, go, go, go. Okay, the first one was The Sith Rising. Uh, mm. It's pretty basic, but it keeps everything. It, it explains what's happening in the in the title. Or The Force Unbalanced. Because Ooh, The Force that. Unbalanced... Star, oh, look, Wars the Force, epi- Star Wars Episode Seven, The Force Unbalanced. The Force yeah, Awakens okay. was a brilliant one. Force Awakens yeah. was a fantastic title for a movie. The Last Jedi was also fantastic. 
Unfortunately, because of the Last Jedi, the Sky- Skywalker, the Rise of Skywalker is terrible. Yes, but I, I- Palpatine Rise. What about <laughs> Star Wars: Age of Imperium? Age of Imperium. Actually, I don't mind that. No, shut up, Age of Ultron. No, fuck no. off. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Imperium rises. Imperium rises. It's a, Imperium has power to it, weight to it. So it yeah, it does. Yeah. Than it does. Sith. That's like mm. Empire Strike Back. Yeah, I can see that. Um, Imperium. Avenger the Sith. Yeah, that's. A, I like the, the Imperium, Imperium dynamic. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I like the Force Unbalance just because it implies that everything, like the Return of the Jedi, something's happened since then to unbalance the Force. Yeah, I don't mind it. But I like that. Imperium Rising might be okay. What about just Star Wars? Bad Boys 3. Number 7 for real this time. <laughs> oh, <yes>. <laughs> <laughs> we promise we do good. 7 what, but the yeah, good what one. What about just like Star Wars? That was Okay, so that was my first thought. Star Wars Episode 7. Just like Star just Wars. Just, re- Star Wars. just Star Wars. Star Wars. People would be furious. I know. <laughs> what about Star Wars Reborn? Oh. <laughs> I was thinking that. I did have that and I was like, oh no. Star Wars Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> No, guys, ready? Star Wars retroactive because oh. we're coming out mm. after, but we're going Star Wars the retcon. Yeah, mm. or you just do uh, what Halloween franchise did. So the first film in the Halloween franchise is called Halloween, mm. and then there's Halloween two, and then they rebooted it, and there's another Halloween two. Yeah, but this most recent one is just called Halloween, so you could call it a New Hope. Yeah, well, it's also it's like it is yeah. a, it is a New Hope for a new trilogy as well. Like it is, it you just call it a New Hope. The watch the internet imply oh, no. I was so going to say Not our new hope The new hope The, the yes! new hope so Just yes! different enough Yes I love it I love it so, so much So many angry neckbeards <laughs> So many so, furious Star Wars fans And they will still hand money over <laughs> Every time And uh, on that I think we'll wrap up today's Ooh. Extra special Extra long episode Thank you guys uh, I thank you Dom For co-hosting as always Thank I you Alex For thank you. being around <laughs> <laughs> And thank you, Zach, for coming with all your research and your frustrations oh, and allowing bad. us to, like, I'm pretty proud of that. That was pretty good. No, I, I, I like um, that. I am really... Thank you, guys, for helping me work through these deep psychological issues that I seem to have. <laughs> you are very welcome. And as as always, this is our idea now. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was aware. Oh, <laughs> I thought I'd tricked you, though, because this is Disney. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> good Shit, luck. we're going to get sued more. <laughs> yeah, buddy. I think uh, the power of podcasting, the rights that we have, kind of overturns... Yeah, you're right. Disney's, you're right. Uh, whatever the fuck they have. <laughs> a lot of lawyers. <laughs> yes, a lot of lawyers. You've got we'll one. Have the people behind us. <laughs> Soon to be they, two. <laughs> to be fair, they can't use our ideas, so that's they true. can't steal it. Yeah, that's true. Don't worry that we ripped off all everyone else's. But that's well, fine. the only thing we need to do is write this, slap another title on it, mm. change it to a different sci-fi epic, trademark that, and then when they steal it for the reboot of Star Wars, we can be like, ah, but, hey, Disney. <laughs> mm. oy, oy, oy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pay us first. <laughs> like the lawsuit currently undergoing about Zootopia. That's fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's not get into that. Uh, thank you guys for coming and thank you for listening, listeners. Uh, check us more out at www.sparkytrap.com. And uh, until next time, stay pitched in the tent area. Oh, no. I was. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I... That's no. not good. That's not good. We need to pack up this tent, I think. Uh, that's better. <laughs> This has been a Spiky Trap Radio production. For more Spiky Trap Radio content, please head to spikytrap.com.